0: Hey what's up party people It's just a hangout tonight When I say it's just a hangout Justin Grubbs and Elsa Peterson are our producers, and rarely do we get them in the same room together. Tonight is a night of the crew, the guys, and the gal, all four of us getting together. It's been a busy summer. After uh, Rona, things got really hectic, and uh, I don't think we've all been in the same room at the same time in a while. So uh, no guests, just us kicking back, relaxing. If you are obviously listening to this as a podcast, because this doesn't go out to the live feed, uh, some of the questions we're looking at tonight are probably going to be pulled from the... Facebook feed. So uh, if you ever watch the show live or if you don't, uh, tune in. We don't always answer questions on the show uh, live, but tonight uh, we'll probably be doing a little bit of that. So sorry if you listen and we kind of bounce all over the place, but you know, that's our style. Tonight's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Velocity Sports Equipment. I have been waiting for this for a while. For a while, I have uh, wanted to order my new rig. I have had a new rig in, in my mind for a, uh, for quite some time, and I waited for Infinity to finish developing testing the new Mard. Uh, Nick and I were lucky to be part of that, and you guys have heard of that. And then uh, the beginning of Corona hit, and I, I asked VSC to hold back on my order. I didn't want to push anything through. Pre- production when other customers probably uh were looking sooner and and, uh, their staff was a little bit thin and i recently pushed it back uh back through and a huge shout out to blake big johnson johnson is his last name guys and ladies it's true now blake is the marketing guy at vse and he is a genius I had this really cool, dope design rig uh, made by Adam Buckner from Option Studios. It looks phenomenal. But it was, and I asked for over the top, but I, I couldn't get sold on it. It was over the top too much for me. So I actually went to Blake, and, and I love Adam. He does a great job. But I wanted the people who make my rig to design my rig. So I said, Blake, give it a shot. Here's some of my thoughts. Here's some of my ideas. He immediately came back with three designs uh, one I loved, one I liked a lot, and one I was like, eh. But he was super cool and honest about what I did and didn't like I took one of the designs I tweaked the colors a little bit or asked him to tweak the colors a little bit and it turned out Phenomenal Blake helped me out through the ordering process, making sure my rig is going to fit right by getting pictures and video of me in a rig currently to make sure it's going to match measurements that I have. I love the fact that he does that, and it's not just for me. I've seen multiple Infinity customers, multiple Velocity Sports equipment uh, customers asked to put on a rig and get pictures taken by a local athlete or a local dealer to help the guys and gals make sure this harness is designed and fit for you the best. If it doesn't come to you right, they'll fix it, but... Man, who wants to send their rig back after you just got this brand new thing you've waited for? So, Blake and the crew at VSC want to make sure it's done right not only was that ordering process great the the design process was phenomenal and I got no special treatment Blake probably said words to me he wouldn't say to the rest of you he cusses at me a lot but uh he treated me like everybody else and that's above and beyond he gave me all the effort all the energy he could he always hit me back as quick as he could to make sure my design got to me the way I wanted and and honestly uh, he probably treated me worse than you guys there was the occasion he said hey can Can you you hold on for a second? I got another customer who needs to get this through a little bit quicker. So uh, he does a good job. Customer service is one of the reasons I've been with VSE as a sponsored athlete for many years. And it's a reason that I asked him to continue to support us through the show. So design, uh, fit, measurement, everything to that ordering process was pretty awesome. The one thing that didn't happen normally for me is I asked Blake not to keep me completely in date about when things were getting delivered. Just give me a ballpark time. Just I don't like counting days. So uh, Blake did that. I just got my rig this week and oh my God, it is so beautiful. The design looks good. The details are there. The fit, the comfort, it is top to bottom, a gorgeous rig. Go to velocityrigs.com, design your rig today. They have a phenomenal rig designer. If you're not sure if an Infinity is for you, go to their website. You'll find an article written by me. I wrote it for skydivemag.com. You can find the same article on skydivemag.com and it explains why I prefer Infinity rigs. There are tons of dope rigs on the market. If anybody says don't buy X, Y, or Z because it's going to kill you, it wouldn't be for sale if it was killing people. But down to preferences, Infinity has the flap designs I like that stay closed. Infinity has the customization, the most customizable rig you find on the market today, and some of the most beautiful dope rigs. Comfortable, beautiful, long lasting customer service at a great price check them out on the interwebs check them out on social media facebook instagram velocity rigs VSE rigs velocity sports equipment check them out guys and gals enjoy the crew i'm the target of a meat mess with 150 miles an hour plus
1: that got really <laughs> exciting All so.
0: i'm doing canopy safety um i drive like an asian so i don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever i'm
1: killing it utah Give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Took it to Mars. It's there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to kill. <laughs> but if it's PAM
2: Spermia, then it would be coming from us as well? There's no meteor? I think it's
1: the word just describes the spread in general.
2: Okay. Hmm. Transplanet spreading. <laughs>
0: Trans
1: planet, okay. I just that's, made that one that's up. the That's the uh, Earth that was born as a male Earth, but is now <laughs> a female Earth. Exactly. Trans planet. The Earth that
0: identifies as Neptune.
1: Mm-hmm. The Earth formerly known as a planet.
0: So I'm trying to figure out to make sure I have everything set up here because... It's been quite a while since I've had to do all of this stuff, and uh, I think I have it all. And guys and gals, party people, we're live. How y'all doing? We've been recording for a little bit. Nice. Hey, so hey, y'all talked about your change planets.
2: <laughs> we figured that one out.
0: So, uh, tonight's Gravity Lab radio features nobody. Um, speaking of nobody, how are you guys doing?
3: Good. We're done. Is I'm the sorry. show happening? <laughs> it's happening. Sorry. It's I'm, happening. I'm texting. Astro's one, so I'm doing
0: pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Hashtag spoiler. Yeah. No,
1: we can't rewind future.
0: Uh, One thing that I don't think we've ever had happen before. That
1: sounds like a line straight out of Back to the Future. It 100% does. No, Marty. We can't rewind the future. (laughs) I was making fun of
3: a project schedule we had earlier today because something was supposed to happen in the past that obviously hasn't happened yet. And I said, maybe they have the task hidden that says activate flux capacitor and achieve 88 miles per hour. Mm. Yeah, maybe they already had that on the list to do that. Yeah, so they could go back in time and we just, just- miss that part. Yeah, important part of the plan. We to the past.
2: Yeah, that works. That makes sense. Step, step three:
1: profit. <laughs> That's right. What's <laughs> step two? I got lost. Underwear man. gnomes.
0: <laughs> underwear. I'm glad. I'm glad that you caught that
1: reference. Yeah,
0: I did catch the reference, and I forgot that underwear gnomes <laughs> part. Man, you 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 were a South Park fan in those days. Um maybe not so I like early South Park I loved and then for a while I didn't watch it but at some point I just started catching up like one winter I'd watch a, quite a few episodes in a couple days and another time I'd do that and I have seen that one Um I couldn't tell you if it was old or new I just saw it like it's last old year that's a pretty damn old one yeah. is it
2: like 2007 old
1: like 2000 and late shit I yeah. don't know because I, know, <laughs> I know that I was
2: watching South Park in high school and then, yeah, I totally fell out of it. But high school was good. South Park days.
3: Were you in high school in 2007?
2: Um, no, actually, you're right. Oh,
3: okay. I was wondering. I was like,
1: damn, where you It'd be young.
2: 2000. No, actually, I, I graduated 2007. So Season. it'd be like 2006, 2005.
1: <laughs> Season two of uh, South Park. Original air date, December 16th, 1998. Damn, son. Damn. Have you actually seen the, the best. Uh, original
0: <laughs> South Park episode? Like
2: uh, the first one? The
0: first one that was not made for TV. Yes, the, I remember the that one. gift that was made for uh, Matt and Trey made it for like some friends. It was a Christmas special um, and somebody found it. They fell in love with it and made the show out of it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I am positive it's on the, the interwebs now, the YouTubes or the
1: the face spaces. What, what is
0: Vimeo? Yeah. Something like that. I look at Nick when I need to no know video
1: questions. I'm glad that the image of my face brings those answers to your mind. <laughs> it also brought
0: Pornhub to my mind. Cool. But the gay section with that mustache. Pornhub. It's been know, a while since we've all talked the socials. about Pornhub.
2: I've noticed that you've trimmed it a bit.
1: Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Like wearing a mask. And it's feel so long. you like I really long. have to be on top of it. No, I, re- I started getting mustache hairs stuck in the back of my throat on like a daily basis. <laughs> I, you know that feeling of when you get a, It sucks when they just get jammed back there Dude, repeatedly. like yeah. straight up like, <laughs> in an alarming oh way. Like, gosh. God, am I getting sick? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mustache hair. There it went. Hair ball. Dude, I, I've spat them out. They're disgusting. And there's like this... Oh this this glob of phlegm that tries to like <laughs> start breaking. Yeah, it's, that's what's that's what it's stuck in. It's not great. Wow. But I have trimmed the mustache. Thank you for noticing. That's like is that like the panspermia of of yes. outside your body inside your body? Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly right. Yeah, okay. it's uh, populating my uh, throat with uh, germs from my mustache.
2: <laughs> yes. That sounds more correct than like this V-sperm. outer space planet thing. Yeah.
0: Aliens are having man I'm so I was over Dude here are we, we fish- going to talk about aliens? I was thinking about <laughs> aliens on the way here. <laughs> dude we did that with Mumfy, right?
2: No. Um wait. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 We did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so hard, so Him and
2: his girlfriend and yeah, they were his on here. like they were totally into it and it was so much fun. <laughs> it's we're weird.
0: We're talking
3: about the mycelial network and all that.
0: The you two don't is. commonly come at the same time. Is wow? Well, <laughs> <laughs> How you nervous? At the same time. Uh, I'm a giver, I, yeah, that would Abby, <laughs> that would uh, Sorry, we love you. Um, I usually, don't, you guys aren't here around the same time anymore, so it's it's hard to remember who was here for what show. Mm-hmm. Like last week, I was trying to remember which one of you were here with Cecily, and then I realized that was Nick. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gotten actually really confusing for my small infantile brain, <laughs> but um. You were here from Manfire. Or were you both here for we that? We were both one? here.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's when he was showing me the ropes.
0: Yeah. That was your uh, last checkout, your last ride yeah, together. That was my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. had problems with words today. Yeah, do you believe
1: in aliens? Like where uh, are you at? I believe in life after love and I do also believe in aliens. Do you
0: believe?
1: <laughs> I can't see Do you believe <laughs> in is.
0: life after love. I was in H E B the other day, by the way, in Bon Jovi. Living on a prayer was there. Oh, yeah. I did thought you, of you. Did you have a flashback?
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. I listened to Whitney Houston's. Uh, what song is it? Uh, I think it's called "Without You." On the way to work this morning, and I pulled one ear one earpod out of my ear so I could hear myself sing it terribly. <laughs> <laughs> man like I, I need to i need to do that. you sound so much God, better to it. yourself than the rest of the world yeah, oh, especially when you've got sure. whitney houston nailing it in one ear Dude, like, I yeah sound that's good. me right i'm here that's mostly what i'm hearing i'm positive <laughs> yeah, exactly. i sound just like
0: bruno mars when i sing
1: positive yeah i also have his hair neither one of those are true you've you've heard me <laughs> I, I don't know butcher. what kind of hair he has but i know that you sing like, far very better curly, than him. like very curly like voluptuous
2: you. hair right yeah, yeah man like big, like, and then dimples
0: He's so cute. Mm. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) If Bruno Mars was in this room right now, I'd kick you all out.
1: Just straight up.
2: I mean, I think everyone has a man crush and a woman crush, regardless of if you're straight or gay.
1: Would you and Bruno Mars come at the same time? Hmm, I would be way too quick. (laughs) I mean, I I, I just couldn't contain
0: myself nor the excitement, and he'd probably be over me. So, I mean, yeah.
1: All, all, I'm being real. All, you all got to have that one that one man crush. I get it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: him and Charlie
1: Theron, and I'm, I'm good to go. That's my list. Weird, <laughs> but uh, but I like it. Not at the same time. That'd be awkward. Oh, all right. Well, now it's now it's less weird. <laughs>
0: it's totally less weird. <laughs> so aliens, like, where do you for real sit on aliens?
2: Uh, I definitely think that there's aliens, and I don't know, like what, like the definition of alien. You know, like it's just an extra. Cr- extracurricular extraterrestrial like some being out there like I don't know if it's a blob or a bug or you know but there, I'm sure there's something else out there it has to be
1: I will get deep into aliens right now Justin you go I'm gonna talk for too long about aliens real deep into them <laughs> <laughs>
2: You and the aliens come at the same time. balls
1: deep in some aliens. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the universe is
3: far too vast for there not to be some form of intelligent life. Mm. Especially... Because there's none on this planet. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) There definitely isn't any in the presidential debate, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, But just outside of even, you know, like what we see as our physical world, like there has to be a higher plane of existence.
1: And mm-hmm. we talked
3: a little bit about that when Momphy was here, but there's definitely some kind of metaphysical connection we all have that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's got to be some level of you know consciousness or subconsciousness, whatever you call it,
2: right? And I think he said that what like we comprehend. Yeah, and that's what he was saying that like maybe we can't even comprehend these other life forms, right? You know, they,
3: they might be like living with us. Yeah, yeah. who knows.
2: Yeah, so actually, there's this uh, solar system called Trappist, uh, Trappist Z or A or something like that, but it's Trappist, and um, it's a solar system with a large star in the center, and then orbiting planets, and they're at the right distance from this large star to have um, a couple of them have like water on them, and so they they're just you know, it's a hypothesis that they could have life on them. They, these
0: I don't know what the hippopotamuses have to do
3: with it, <laughs> but the one thing—I think the people from that solar system, bees from the trap,
1: right? Dude, hippopotamus anon- <laughs> <They're> hip- <laughs> bees in the trap, bees, bees, bees in the, the trap. A, I was waiting for it. That's a good song. Yeah, good. I don't. I miss that completely. <laughs> well,
3: but places like like uh, Venus, for example, they have you know like liquid methane. Um, oceans like we have water oceans like there might just be life there that we can't measure or comprehend in any way yet that exists in, in, a, in a different you know form than what we can a different spectrum than see. we understand yeah. whether mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. sea, size sight yeah. Yeah. and
0: one of the problems I have with with the general with general society talking about foreign life is what you just said this planet could sustain life mm-hmm. well, we don't understand all potential forms of life right like I, I can't say there is other life out there I cannot say that but I cannot even fathom to believe with as vast as the world and universe is out there that there isn't mm-hmm. like how often are they finding new sea life at depths that we don't understand yeah yeah i was just that's only miles away
2: aliens are bring it up (laughs) literally
0: yeah it's
3: (laughs) like you know 70 percent of our earth is water and we barely literally scratch the surface of the depths that it goes to like yeah we have no idea what the fuck's down there
2: yeah it's pretty (laughs) nuts. i love the it'd be like the abyss
0: uh, dude, we, we, like we Aliens come from beneath the ocean. We can't tell you what's in our planet, around our planet, on our planet. How can we for sure say that there's not something out there? Mm-hmm. So what about alien? So so UFOs, uh, uh, first of all, unidentified flying objects. You don't have to know what it is. It doesn't have to be alien to be a UFO. But alien craft, when I say UFO, I'm talking about alien craft. How? Where do you stand on that? They exist. Like we, we hear so many stories of drunk rednecks in trailer parks. Yeah. I don't believe most of those methods.
1: I, I'm sure you heard uh, Bob Lazar speak on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes. Have you, have you seen the documentary that they reference yes. a few times? He is a non-crazy person. Yes. non He sure, sure <laughs> seems sane. He doesn't live in the middle of nowhere and no one probed his butthole. So, but he says that he's worked on these crafts that they're reverse engineering, these, these crafts that it was his understanding that they had come from, from other planets. And I, I fully believe that to be true. I don't know if I think like just like we've sent the we were talking about the, the Mars rover and uh, you know the other crafts that humanity has sent into space without a person on it. So I, I would bet that it's more feasible for most forms of life, other places in the universe to send something synthetic, something that they've made easier than it is to send themselves, right? Because what are you? What are you celebrating over there? They, they the laughed. The <laughs> the he knew how to
2: work the buttons.
1: <laughs> Great job. Small
0: victories. You're wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I did it. It's a high world. It's me. I'm on TV. Proud of you. They laugh because I
1: figured it. out their job. You get a gold star for the day. That's
0: why I don't drink when I'm behind the computer
2: because I want to make sure I'm on point.
1: But biological life is so much more limited than machine life, right? So that's why I think that UFOs are probably more likely to be here than actual aliens but uh like an
3: unmanned probe or yeah something, like
1: yeah. yeah we've got the mars rover they've got the earth butthole prober, whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> they do of-
2: so is he saying that he's worked on these things that like he just found he came no, across no that he was
1: hired uh, by this you know what area 51 is sure. there's an even more secret area inside area 51 called S4 okay and he claimed to have worked there and he found old phone books for this. Co- so the the company said that he didn't work there because he was out in the public mm-hmm. saying all this stuff that's supposed to be a big secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we've never heard of that guy. Bob Lazar, who's that? Gotcha. And so then he found um, company directories that had his name in them. Mm-hmm. He found other people who had worked for the company that said, yeah, I remember this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that they he somehow got access to one of these buildings for... I don't know if it was for a TV show or something, but that the people who were there with him, like that he obviously had knowledge of the building and it had been there before, just with how, how he knew where everything was and whatever. But that he, his job, they found him because he had built some, what was it, a, a car with rockets on it or something? Do you remember that, DJ? I, I'm trying to remember. I'm actually pulling up his stuff He was right just a crazy science nerd, just to some outlier, some brilliant guy. Gotcha. That, um,
2: and so he wasn't like researching this. Like he actually was like, Hired he to was, do it. Yeah, he
1: was hired to do it. Crazy. And he said that there that there are these gravity propulsion drives that, uh, you know, like if you look at a rocket going off, there's something behind the rocket, there's something burning. You can see what's causing the propulsion, but that there was no heat signatures from, from this uh, gravi- these gravity drives. There was nothing that uh, we would, you know, that we would normally recognize with anything that we use for propulsion. And uh, they were just trying to find some, the right person's mind who can start to put together some of the dots to reverse engineer this stuff. But it doesn't sound like it's going well. Interesting. I'm
3: personally surprised we haven't figured out some type of electromagnetic spectrum propulsion.
1: Yeah, and at least not that we know about, right? Yeah. You, you, right, that's true. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the government has. seems 100% feasible. Like it's, I've it's, just always
2: heard that the, the technology's government there. is like 10 years ahead of us in technology just in general.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's true. And when I'm a, sure, just like uh, you know, the the Cold War existed and the space race was a thing. Now it's just like, yeah, well, we're better off not talking about it. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure that Russia's working on a thing. I'm sure China's working on a thing. I'm sure America's working on a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, who who knows how far along that might be. One of the things. So Bob Lazar, you mentioned he a a he sounds
0: like a real sane human being. If you're a, a fan or you're interested or you're curious at all, for me, I've always been like super on the fence about how much I would commit to flying. Alien craft again, UFO is just a very generic term. But I D'd aircraft, are there alien aircraft at Area fifty one? I just man, I really can't buy into that. I can't I'm not a not i I'm not saying it's wrong. But as Bob Lazar speaks on it, he sounds so intelligent. And if you're going to check this out at all, uh, look in Joe Rogan's podcast for Bob Lazar and yeah. listen to that first. But after you listen to that, go to Netflix and Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers is actually a really good hour and a half documentary featuring uh, Bob and Jeremy Corbel, which is the guy who convinced Bob to tell his story. That guy's
1: so obnoxious. I hate that guy. He <laughs> is, but you know, he he's the guy who he's can making it work.
0: He's making it work. And so I appreciate him. Um, but I think his I think his explanations on Rogan help the video better because you get more meat, you get more understanding, you get more of a connection to the guy. Mm-hmm. But is Real as he sounds, what really sold me is there were several things he talks about technology-wise. Like I talked about this handprint scanner thing. I revealed it to the world. You can see documented proof out there that I said it exists, and you can see them discredit and disclaim any of the truth, and 20 years later or whatever, I'm making up time now, all of a sudden they show pictures this thing really exists, Mm -hmm. and there's a few things he talks about that way, so... Uh, as they discredited and argued against them 20 years later, they like, oh, well, you know, re- really. So mm-hmm. it makes them look even less crazy. And then lately, have you seen any of this footage from fighters, from, from military fighters? Well,
2: wasn't that whole thing like unclassified or yeah. declassified, whatever it's called?
0: Yeah, so that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. First of all, they, they showed all that, but haven't they declassified a lot of information about
2: the flying objects thing yeah
0: yeah does anybody else know anything about that there's, Justin's lost
3: no other than uh, you mentioning it i saw some of those cockpit videos but that's all
2: mhm there was like a compilation video with the article of like hey this just was de- declassified blah 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 um, and then i know that there's a website but i don't know how depth or in depth the the real details
0: are it's on are. the internet
1: it's got to be true
2: exactly <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nick, how are you doing over there? Oh, good. I'm just eating this wrap. <laughs> I didn't have time to um, stop for food before I came here.
2: Oh, no Chipotle.
1: No, broke my heart. A <laughs> <laughs> little odd
0: because it's a bad weather day. Usually on a bad weather day, you can make well, it over just a little bit earlier. We
1: still closed the doors at 5, but I had some oh. some other work to do on my computer. So I was there until about 6. And then uh, I pulled up Chipotle, actually. And there was just a crazy line that was just about to come out of the door. And I get that the line looks longer than it is because social distancing is a thing, but man, I was not prepared to wait in that line. Couldn't do it. No, nope. I did uh, freebirds today. Yeah, <laughs> free I did too. I ordered freebirds <laughs> for the first it. time in a long time. It's
2: so good.
1: Do you have it delivered? Yeah, I never get food delivered. I can't do it.
3: Well, I'm like, I'm sitting sitting there working at my computer and I'll order online and then it shows up and
0: I'll eat while I'm sitting (laughs) at my (laughs) computer. It sounds freaking amazing. You you really have to look like we use DoorDash all the time and there's some places we order from where it costs us an extra two to five dollars total for the entire bill. And there's other places we order from where the food item itself is literally double the price plus a five dollar service fee. Mm-hmm. so I, I did that once at a place and said oh i need to start like I, every place i ordered DoorDash from is like a few bucks this place ended up costing me double i got it got like a 40 dollar bill for taqueria randis i'm like what the a taco and quesadilla was 40 <laughs> bucks your mother go no mm-hmm. so we try to be smarter about it do you know any people i do who have claimed to be abducted by aliens i don't i do know somebody who claimed to have an alien encounter um he he will tell the story that he won't claim it's an alien encounter but dj there's other people out there there's more than just us on this planet I can't say I had an alien encounter, but DJ, if you saw what I saw, there are other lives out there. So that's literally how he's telling me the story. And he was out on a lake or on a, I don't know if he was on the lake or at the lake and they saw this bright light from across the lake, the way it moved, the way it did everything. Um, Fairly close and and I'll let that person share their own story, but they're actually a really well-known, really recognized uh, and recognized for being actually a very smart and wise skydiver. Um, I, it's a name if I said it everybody in, in skydiving would probably recognize and it blew my mind to hear this person who I respect as a very intelligent human being talking this way I'm like well I mean you're not like some cracked out drug addict this person's fairly sober and, and I, I don't know what to make of their experience
1: yeah it's hard it's, it's a hard one it's just so far fetched for me like aliens could show up today anywhere well, they could land anywhere. They could land wherever they picked to, and everyone would know. And it's like, are you? they are really going to sneak in and kidnap some person with no one else seeing it? It's like, it just seems so odd to me. I, I feel like the, you know, my phone lives in my pocket all day. If any crazy thing was to happen, I could have it on video pretty quick. And I don't feel like the number of sightings have increased congruently with the ease and ability to capture those sorts of things that's true yeah kyle
0: peterson send it today (laughs) send it right now i'm good i'm ready please thank you sorry (laughs) kyle peterson dj someone's getting
3: a demo when are you going to get that saber
0: (laughs) 3 demo from pd um uh, so as some of you know I, i haven't jumped partially due to corona as a matter of fact i haven't jumped in 2020 This is by far the longest break I've ever taken from skydiving as far as free fall goes. Um, And I went to go jump uh, a couple weeks ago, realized my new rig was coming in, waited to get my new container. It is getting packed right now. It'll be ready for next week. Um, I will take Monday to go do a couple jumps. Maybe somebody will join me. Maybe they won't. <clears throat> I'm staring at Nick, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an AFF course that week that Chris Fudala is teaching, and he will need me as an evaluator. So myself and uh, Pedro will be helping out Mr. Fudala as much as possible. Mainly me. So, um, yeah, Kyle, send that saber three out, man. I'll jump it. I want. I, I, I really. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm curious. I, I want to. Uh, have you jumped one, Nick?
1: <clears throat> no, I flew alongside Lori Pataloco mm-hmm. uh, flying my Valkyrie. Man, it was uh, surprising how how much range we both had, and how easy it was for us to stay together. I would
0: encourage you to jump one. It's it's. I don't think I want to buy one. I'm not looking to. Uh, Heath, jump this year. I love you, Heath. Um, I'm not looking to change canopies, but Val actually demoed one for the same reason. I'm demoing one. And it's because people ask us canopy advice. She runs a mentor program. Noobs are going to her nonstop. She's married to me, so they assume that she like knows something about canopies through injection. I'm not sure. Um, you know that joke? It, it's not. A, do you know the joke?
2: That she'll get knowledge just through.
0: A lot of girls will date like a super high-end skydiver, experienced jumper, and all of a sudden she starts jumping something she shouldn't. Mm. So she learned by injection. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just because you're effing a dude doesn't mean you know what he knows. Chances are he probably doesn't know what you think he knows either. (laughs) Um, So Valerie uh, Valerie and I both want to jump it to get the feel, get the understanding, and be able to teach noobs. Uh, she settled on a Spectre a while back, and, and Spectre really was the right canopy for her, but I earnestly believe settled because there wasn't a wing that fit every parameter she wanted. And I told her, if you jump that Sabre 3 demo, be ready to buy a new one. And she's like, oh no, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sweetheart, if you like it, we will buy you one. It's it's not a problem. We'll take care of it. No, I'm just going to. And she landed like, uh, honey, I think I we it. have a problem. <laughs> so. It's actually one of the very first pieces of gear Valerie has wanted to buy new so in So she's going to get one? Yeah, so she Yay. bought her Infinity as a backup rig. She, she was jumping javelins, phenomenal rigs, no problems. I think they're great, great gear. She needed a second rig because she was training with a team and she immediately turned her infinity, which she kind of bought, like, I just need a second rig. I'll buy an infinity. I know you like them. It turned into her primary rig. She now loves it. She ended up selling her javelin. It's it's her only rig. Mm -hmm. She bought a canopy because she needed it. Everything she buys, it's more out of necessity. And this is the first piece of gear that she is buying because she wants to change gear. So the Sabre 3 has changed her mind.
2: Yeah. It might change a, mine. I need to demo it also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know people. I mean, yeah. performancedesigns.com. Go to the demo <laughs> link. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, easy. pretty easy. Really handsome fellow named Kyle Peterson. Mm-hmm. Why is it that our friends Johnson and Peterson have wiener names? <laughs> 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 and by the way, I need to see Blake's photo in your phone. More it's than really once, good. More than once he's referenced that to okay, me. I'll show you. Yeah. So, Blake Long Johnson. Um, he told me that you and I both give him penis references when we call him. Um, it, well, I don't know if you do, it, Elsa, but you talk to Blake somewhat regularly as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first met him, I couldn't remember his last name, and he reminded me it's of wiener jokes. And so, ever since then, I call him, I'm like, what's up? And I make a wiener joke. <laughs>
2: And like just because I can't stop forgetting your name, so I'm gonna have to reinforce it. Well, now they're fun, man. It's a good <laughs> yeah. time.
0: So he told me Nick does the same thing. Um, do you know Keith Commander?
2: I'm. Pro- no, I i do not think so. I no, know.
0: I know Nick does,
1: and uh, uh, Keith- he's got a son named Ocean. Mm. ocean does he really yeah ocean commander you believe that so my <laughs> favorite is <laughs> that my favorite part is the coolest name of all time. That's badass. is
0: who is he dating living with his significant other I don't really know their relationship status but they're definitely a, an item. Melanie Melanie, yep Melanie, Johnson. Yeah. I want them to get married and I want her to hyphenate her name. Melanie Johnson Commander. Mm. That is my absolute like dream in life. I've told them both this recently and they, they're like,
3: I've never well. thought of that. That's oh, excellent. Dude is phenomenal, man.
0: <laughs> Melanie Johnson Commander.
2: I mean It's like very like kind of space trek <laughs> It
3: sounds like that movie, Master and Commander of the Johnsons. It's kind of like <laughs>
0: <Master and laughs> it's kind of like Star Trek meets porn, Johnson Commander. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any weird. Than this, Nick. What are you doing over? I'm there? finding this photo. That he's Blake's, googling uh, Johnson commanders. Oh, okay. oh my goodness! I so good that's why I, I see it. I that's wonderful.
3: That
1: what what camera should I show this to? Just um, just for the world that wants uh, to see
0: your camera. <laughs> that, that that sucker. Oh wait a minute. That's me. That's you. <laughs> uh, it's a little bright, man. Pull oh, it back it a little down. bit. Oh no, no. To to that right there. But pull it pull it closer to you.
2: What is that? What is that? That looks so scary. Oh my goodness. Holy Here, shit. hand me your phone. Hand me your phone. Let's see. This camera. No, I can see it you. Now. Go. you got it. I oh, I got it. it. <laughs> there we go. There it goes. It's just as soon as The white it.
3: balance. <laughs> that damn camera and the white balance always. No, yeah, because okay. I haven't set any of the So
2: that's a cat. There yeah, it is. There it goes. Great white I usually shark.
3: force the white balance on
0: that thing because it does that shit.
2: Oh, I usually try to set goodness. all the cameras.
0: I just haven't yeah. jacked with any of it uh, before the show because I was happy to sit down in this chair and.
2: You're going to have to sh- show it, me that. Did I tell
0: you about oh, my, gone my new
1: favorite Instagram page? <laughs> it's this kid who photoshops cats' heads onto different animals and things.
2: What'd you do? Dude, I shared that on Facebook and I just died. All dude, of them are amazing. The cat giraffe. Like, oh, Dude, I so loved
1: amazing. the And anim-
0: Was that on that series of photos? The llama. Aww. No, there's a
2: lamb. Oh,
0: I don't know. Which <laughs> there's a lamb. Did I show you?
1: I
2: keep going.
0: Did I show you there's photos from his Instagram?
1: <laughs> I've seen the pictures of cats. Th- that that picture I just showed with the cat shark is not from this this okay. same kid's Instagram.
2: I wonder if that it is, is what it
1: is pure gold.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably like. <laughs> I mean, unless there's like a bunch of people, that do this because it is pretty amazing.
1: His name's Cody uh, underscore Vezde V E Z D E K O T Y underscore V E Z D E. It's uh, it's hilarious. I am not a cat person, but a cat's face photoshopped onto a llama is glorious. I don't
2: know. Your, all of your
1: is this the picture
2: you saw no but that's amazing too. <laughs> <laughs> hold on
1: I just want you to scroll through this wh- oh and have your first experience while we're having the podcast
2: <laughs> oh my gosh yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: see she likes it I can appreciate both the <laughs> hilarity of it and like just because it's funny and to put cat's face on things and a his, really the photoshop good skill is great yes he does an awesome job he does a really and as a, a good person job. who's a fan of photoshopping my friend's heads onto things on which they don't belong wow. i i like his artwork
2: yes there's Speaking even a photoshop, dinosaur
3: one. i liked uh Elsa, I liked your picture where you photoshopped yourself sitting in the car <laughs> in the PD conference room.
2: <laughs> I was like, where's that of like a that group shot? And then I'm just going to stick myself into the corner.
1: I didn't I didn't see it.
0: Oh, it's, I was advertising what? for tonight. Oh, cool. Yeah, because yeah. one of us did their job. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where all the volume went, but I changed hats and I like it changed the audio. I'm like, man, the mic's broken. Why
2: am I muted? That's a good looking beanie,
0: Dude, it's, uh, we're checking them out, trying them out see uh see uh
2: because where did the cold weather go
0: it's now where hot. I mean, oh there's, there's still a tag on it i'm cool i have a tag on my hat.
1: <laughs> the hat <laughs> even said the tag says beanie beanie in case in i didn't case realize you, yeah. what i what i what <laughs> i have on my head so um
0: yeah no i just i these just showed up to my doorstep right before you guys pulled up and i haven't got to try them on and play with them so since i'm sitting behind the desk today and not doing anything important and talking like you guys i can sit here and jack oh wait a minute i have to be on the screen when i'm talking see i'm, <laughs> I'm good at this stuff uh Hi, Mom! Hi, Dad! So, uh, back back to Nick. Hold on. Let's watch Nick eat for a second.
2: Uh, I can't wait for it's cold weather. awful. Why bees. do you want to watch
0: me eat?
1: I don't know. It's awkward. You know it's funny? Every time I've ever <laughs> so shot exactly
2: why I wanted Like you. a wedding
1: or any sort of event where people are eating, as someone who's trying to capture the whole experience, I feel like it's appropriate to capture the meal, right? But if you want people to be very upset with you, point a nice camera at them while they're eating. Mm-hmm. They do not want that to happen.
0: I got a tip for you. If you're ever anywhere that somebody's shooting video for an event, just never acknowledge or look at the camera, unless that's what the moment is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be, I'm around you all the time when you're shooting video of stuff, and I'm in constantly walking through and around shots, and I've just learned to ignore you, which is absolutely a wonderful thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, you do the same to me, so it works out great.
1: Well, still eating? It does make for better video when people just walk through because it just looks like the, nat- the normal world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, but when someone walks halfway through your shot and then they duck and dive out of the way, it's like, well, you just ruined that for everybody.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: So, How do
0: are- we get from aliens to this? I don't know, man, because I have no clue. Oh, you were eat, have, eating people Squirrel. video camera. Squirrel. 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 So speaking of eating video camera, one of the uh, goals I kind of had tonight is is we had a couple potential guests lined up, didn't really want to push too hard for any of them. It's been a while since we've done all of us in the same room together. Um, and you two actually now are both pretty proficient on the board. Uh, you both know what you're doing. You both have a good idea. Justin, obviously, a, a little bit more skilled. Fake it till you make it. But yeah, <laughs> dude. That's what I'm doing over here is faking it completely. So I wanted to get everybody back together, but also it's uh, really starting to tell out the end of the season for a lot of places. A lot of drop zones are coming to the last of their season. Um, October is a shutdown month for many DZs. For us, um, we're technically winding down a little bit, and that's because we're having weather days. That's because uh, the sun sets getting a little bit earlier. Uh, Time change happens next week. Or next month, but uh, it's starting to slow down. So, how was everybody's summer? That's what I really wanted to catch up with you guys today. Weird. Weird. <laughs> In what way?
2: Uh, just because I think we, you know, had plans, or at least we had to change, or you know, be a little bit more flexible, or you know, this and that with the whole COVID thing, but.
0: I want to really quickly, I'm I'm going to sidetrack. What's up, Dave Estherwood? Uh, First of all, y'all who watch live on Facebook, we never answer your questions. We never acknowledge you. If you haven't noticed, tonight we're acknowledging you. Zach Volrath says enough about parachutes, more ETs. Absolutely down (laughs) with the guy with a glowy finger. Um, Dave Estherwood, a good old homie of mine. Love Dave to death. Kevin Mead, not to change your subject, but if you could go jump anywhere currently sending jumpers, where would you go and why? I'm going to answer that question in a second. Also, because I'm a fat kid trapped in a skinny kid's body, where would you go to eat if you could go anywhere in the world? Skydive Spaceland in Houston is the answer for all of the above. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm biased, but I'll tell you absolutely why. Um, We are sending a lot of loads. We have a lot of fun jumping, really cool events going on. And I think the management and ownership of Spaceland, to be absolutely clear, I am not a manager there. I am not an owner there. I do not set policies for Skydive Spaceland. I do help and consult with them the best I can. But uh, Nick, I hate you. You're the manager. But um, they've done a good job with setting, uh, um, what's that called, COVID protocol? And we've had a lot of skydiving going on with no real problems with sicknesses. Of course, people are getting sick in life in general, but we've had no outbreaks at the DZ. We're sending lots of loads. People aren't getting sick. We have good COVID protocol. And the food in Houston. If you listen to this show, you know how we feel about the food in Houston. Food in Houston. Hey.
1: You know, someone asked me if we were going to do another Stuff Your Face festival. 100%. It's pizza. It's pizza. Is it is it all? It's all pizza. Oh, we all had that, dude. That's a great idea. That Did we have this idea. conversation? <laughs> yeah, you and I have had the oh, conversation. I'm gonna ruin myself. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Star
0: Pizza was one of them. And what's the other pizza joint near it that's like super well known? I don't. Mellow <laughs> Mushroom got to be on the there's list. Mellow Mushroom's there's on there.
2: Star. There's Mod. Isn't there Pink Pizza? Isn't Pink's, that a place?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mod, but Mod's just not Luna's. Not the right thing. Luna's no. Pizza.
2: It has to be like not Subway, there's but Center
3: Court. No, yes, all right. I could
2: totally do that because all I do is just vegetables and no cheese. I could do a vegan thing. Great. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is pizza is flexible.
0: Can I get a disc of bread with (laughs) veggies on it? You guys
2: are like cool. No cheese. We just
0: call it a sandwich in most places. Elsa, (laughs) wait a minute. Actually, I really like it. I love veggie pizzas, um, and I do eat pizzas with. No, what I was gonna say, to. You know, cheese is like <laughs> one of no the way. best parts. Ramen, yes, Adam, ramen is absolutely one. But what if, but what restaurant if one only? Where would you go if you could only eat at one restaurant? Holy cow, if you could pick one restaurant in the Houston area, what restaurant would you send somebody to to be the place to go?
3: That's an unfair question. It absolutely <laughs> Someone who's from here, or it someone depends who's visiting? what you want to eat.
0: Visiting, so. I'm with Justin. It's unfair because we have, like, Houston has nothing to do outside. We have no hills, no mountains, no nothing.
1: So we make up for it with dope food. And we have (laughs) a huge culture. (laughs) There there are two places that I take visiting friends. One is Central Texas-style barbecue in Old Pearland. Boo. You you know where it's at? Yeah, not a fan. Well, I don't like you either. You're a loser. And then the second place is Torchy's just because it's... That's a good one. It's Although they comically delicious sold tacos sold out. Mm. Yeah, they're slipping up a little bit, right? right? Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean they got too big. They just like started putting stores everywhere. Yeah, True. it, it,
1: it one in Waco. And man, the queso was very disappointing. I remember mm-hmm. when but they the, opened the one at Center Field and a uh, minute made us. Oh my
3: God! Mm-hmm. But Best the the thing torches, ever. like the mm-hmm. the one in um, and we won the World Series that year. So that's nice. a good omen. I'm pretty sure You're they're like. Linked. Nice is that the <laughs> year they, <laughs> they were caught for cheating? That's right. That's okay, the just year checking. We were banging
1: the trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one in Rice Village yeah. is cons- consistently delicious. Yeah. So the ones that are good have stayed good. Yeah. But some of the newer it's ones i like, have, have you been know, disappointed.
2: There's like a new shopping center around every corner because there's just like Houston greater area is just like exploding, and so like every time they have a new shopping center, they have like, you know, this and this and this Chick Fil A, and then now it's Torchies. I love going to like new home
3: of all Greek places and trying them, and they're usually fantastic. Nice. It's insane. Like, I I don't know what it is. You know, just these places pop up in like the littlest tiniest place that you never see, and it looks horrible. (laughs) <laughs> on the outside
1: and there's mold everywhere but it tastes freaking
2: delicious. <laughs> mm. mold everywhere. Mm.
1: DJ, where's your favorite sushi place in the Houston area? Uh, I think you know that answer Little already. Little Tokyo in Pearland.
0: <clears throat> and that's what Maddie Varner mm. just said. Little Tokyo in Pearland. Her and her mother asked about sushi joints and I tell everybody my favorite place, Little Tokyo. It's a good spot. It's a
3: similar thing for me in Pasadena because I found the one in Pasadena because it's right down the street from work and it looks like shit and it's right next to a nail salon so it smells like fumes outside. You go inside and you eat, and you're like, oh my God, this is the freshest fucking
1: sushi I've ever had. What's your favorite Thai place in the Houston area?
3: Oh shit, there's a Nam Thai and Kima is really good. Nam Thai?
1: Yeah.
0: There's a place out in Nassau. It's, it's area close to my
3: house, so that's that's where I go. That I
0: cannot tell you the name of. It's a Thai place. It's in a strip mall set back off near the railroad tracks. I, I've been there, yeah. Seafood Thai I place. I the name of it.
1: Yeah. It's it's phenomenal, man. It I is absolutely Thai dope, dude. Oh
2: Thai food is amazing.
1: Elsa, favorite place for pizza. Uh, oh, i'm sorry fake pizza i know i was gonna say we're
2: <laughs> <laughs> just veggie sauce bread for my pizza yeah
1: taste, how about so. how about before you uh were plant-based where did you go <laughs> for pizza
2: oh there's this place called brothers it's um up north and it's like you know the big thin crust
1: i grew up you, in a we used to eat brothers all the time do you yeah. like thin like like almost crunchy thin Mm-mm. Good cuz we wouldn't have been friends if you had said that. It's more yeah. like New York style, right? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. You
2: know, like where it has like a random big bubble and you know like mm-hmm. it's just like really home or handmade or whatever, you know, it's like I
3: think not, it started out in the mall I grew up in and then they branched out and Really? Yeah, up, because yeah. there's was,
2: there was one like I grew up right down the street. I would like ride my bike there and like get a slice and like hang out with my friends, you know, and then there's a couple more that popped up, but that one has been there forever. Have
1: you been to Cineholic?
2: i'm so bothered
1: by this okay
2: so you've told me a million times and every time like i'm coming back from the dz or whatever and i pass it it's already closed they close at like 8 p.m what time are you passing it uh i don't know
1: maybe they've changed things for the rona but uh
2: yeah i don't know but But it'd be like if i'm here or if the dz it's close and i'm not gonna get one before the dz or else we're just like (laughs) <laughs> Want to die all day. What?
1: No, what? I don't understand that. I will have all the treats all day long and feel Dude,
2: great.. Th- like me and like sugar and cakes and stuff, they're just like so decadent. I just, I just, I can't
0: cineholic die. opens at ten a m throughout the week. They close at nine p m. on Friday, Saturday, eight p m the rest of the week. Stop there. You show up to the I DZ a little do. bit late. It's so, I'm Stop looking there at on photos the way on there. Yelp right now. Save it because it reheats dope. It, it, it's, it's super phenomenal. Actually,
2: the next time I come here I'm going to eat it like he usually eats during the show. Yeah, I'm bring dude, if you Cineholic. bring
1: Cineholic, God, I will murder you and steal it. That's how it's gonna that's how that's actually story it'll is end.
2: it'll work out because I'm not gonna be able to eat the entire thing, so I'll just I'll share it with everybody. Real
1: quick while I'm got it
0: going on here, Craig Floyd. I have not forgotten about you coming on the show. Craig Floyd, you know Craig. Uh, Craig, I do want to bring you on the show. We talked about it, uh COVID kinda got in the way this winter it will probably be a great idea. I will give you a shout out when I'm in the Palm Beach area. There is a good chance I'll be out there in the next couple months, a couple different times. So uh, Craig, we will catch up. Jason, Jessup, thank you for having our stickers on your G3. And uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you two places you have to go. If you're visiting Spaceland Houston and you want two places to go eat, um, one of them is about phenomenal food. It's on Voss up in downtown and it's Rogel's Barbecue, R O R O E It is absolutely my favorite Texas barbecue. I've had a lot of Texas barbecue. It's disappointed me. Sorry, Texas. Um, have you had Russell's? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like when he owns, especially it, the giant fucking rib
1: beef. Dude, oh my just god, like his lamb. lamb. <laughs> yeah, he, he. You can't eat it's the whole just thing.
2: Like one rib.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, one beef man, rib. They, And they do these pastrami sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Ah.
0: <clears throat> I love me a good pastrami Reuben sandwich. Dang it. So I highly recommend checking that place out. Number one, it is the best Texas barbecue I've had. Number two, you're supporting a skydiver. Russell's not jumping much at these days, but he uh, competed on the Guayo for a few years. Shot video, has uh, tons of skydiving, and, and to my heart and soul will always be a skydiver. The other place you've heard us talk about on the show, the food is phenomenal, the place is good, but you need to go specifically to the Speakeasy at Grazia. If you're ever in town, ask anybody, uh, look up Google Grazia's call them say you want a reservation for the speakeasy that's all you have to do it is uh, called the noble experiment it's in the back um the setting the ambience i don't think you've eaten there also have you Mm -mm, i know the other two of you guys have eaten there and i I really first the food is phenomenal but i think it's the setting the experience and once again the owner adrian is a skydiver as well um although he says his insurance policy won't let him skydive it's his wife I don't I don't think it's his wife. I just think uh, Adrian has <coughs> a mangina. Just saying. Wait, so it's
2: called a speakeasy. Okay. Does it have like a secret door to get into it or something? But I
0: can't tell you about it. <gasps>
2: yes.
3: So my favorite part is It's is, the most legit speakeasy I've been to. Okay, so, so
2: I did one of those but uh-huh. it was in Austin and it was the same deal. Like you walk in and it looks kind of like a convenience store, like an old like just a real small, like they just have like cigarettes and chips. And then you like open this like magic door and then you're in this fabulous bar
0: my favorite version of the speakeasy is hank and cheryl going hank i told hank what's going on how it happens and hank decided cheryl for those of you who've met hank or know hank cheryl's his wife he did not tell cheryl how this was gonna go he just wanted to kind of mess with her so they walk into the restaurant he goes don't worry about it i got this when the lady asks about where they, uh if they need a seat or something like no no we already have something. We're going to the back. And it was very vague, so Cheryl couldn't figure out what was going on. The way he pointed, the direction he was going, I think the staff knew. You legitimately, you know, every restaurant has a hallway for their bathrooms. At the end of that hallway of bathrooms is a phone booth, like old school red door phone booth. You open the phone booth, you pick up the phone. It's dead. There's nothing like going on. Like fucking Superman. Here. This is yeah. amazing. <laughs> no dial tone, no nothing. But eventually they answer Ginkgo Imports or whatever the name of the import company there is. And you tell them whatever your password is. I don't know the current state of the password, but it's always been, you have a unique password for your party. For example, the manager of the speakeasy has come up to me and said, hey, DJ, are you expecting anybody else? No, I'm not. Well, somebody just used your password. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nick was going to join us or who, whoever it happened so to be. So you have to
2: call beforehand to get your password? Yes, uh, so
0: they set it up. Now, some nights of speakeasy is an open door policy. So, you pass, so once you use the password, all of a sudden the side of the phone booth, you hear a, a little lock up. open and the door opens up. Like when you leave the speakeasy, you're not allowed to go back out through the phone booth. They don't want people seen going out. There's a Outside exit. Sure, there's a private sense. bathroom in the speakeasy for the speakeasy customers. That's
2: smart. So it's like a restaurant in the front and then a speakeasy in the back.
0: Yep, cool. same menu, as, same restaurant menu as the front of the house, mm-hmm. same drink menu as the front of the house, plus a craft bar. Cool. So you can get any drinks from the front of the house, but the front of the house cannot get drinks from the back of the house. And they put the food through a yeah. little trap door behind the bar. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Nice. And, yeah occasionally, I love you can, this. You,
2: I must go immediately. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if you rub the right people's backs, you can get drinks from the back of the house to the front of the house but that but comes down ambiance. to oh dude it's it's a total atmosphere it's a smaller room like i mean what do you have anybody got a clue how big that room is No, um, i don't know 40 people is maxing it out super full
1: mm-hmm.
0: super full i've been in i've been in that place uh age you know Adrian, maybe like mm-hmm. 25 by 15 or something yeah for his birthday mm-hmm. we he had a blowout in there and the place is packed with 40 people like it's you do not want to have a party of 40 people in there um,
3: I remember there's been times I was there where a bunch of people showed up and it turned into like a party room. Like, well, this is a little much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Usually it's pretty low key, pretty quiet. It, it can be crowded as far as there can be enough tables, but they're usually people out to have a good time. A little bit of noise, but it, it's it's just chill. There's a cheetah on the wall with a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's that stupid hat? A, it a fez? No. A, oh no, he's wearing a bowler. He's not wearing a fez. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what a fez is? Isn't a fez the Dixie cup with a little tassel on the top? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, uh, but like the Shriner hats. Yes, that's it. That's it. But I think you're right. So those are the two places, in my opinion, you have to eat if you're ever visiting Skydive Spaceland. There are a lot of other really great food places. Um, That's damn good Italian food. I agree with that. That's that's one you got to try. My other favorite sushi joint is Kubo's. Have you been? You know Kubo's over in Rice Village. I do not know Kubo's. Um, I don't know if it's still there, but it was by um, Two Rows. Is Two Rows uh, the name of a brewery joint place in Rice Village? Mm. Um, uh, Stephen Steven and his ex-Japanese girlfriend at the time uh, sent us there. Actually, we went together there for sushi. And, oh, my God, you talk about some killer fish. Absolutely. So if you had to send somebody to two places, your first two choices, where would it be?
2: That's really hard. Like we were saying. That's what she said.
0: <laughs> Tell <her> sex tape. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, I'll go second or third.
0: <laughs> <laughs> While you're working that out, Tony Giorantano, I can't say your last name, says, sick tats, bro. Post them on the Soch. <laughs> Tony, you're officially hated by Nick. No, man. He's
1: all right. He's a good dude. I like him. He's been uh, cheering uh, my day up with some uh, <laughs> Goodwill hunting quotes, which I really appreciate. I, what am I? What I love quoting Goodwill Hunting. I must have mentioned it on it the show. Good? Yes, yeah. you have.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> we will get a text message, and it's real. It's real fun. He
0: is a Dallas jumper who I
1: never. He is
3: the. Do you like apples? Thing the other day, actually. Tony did. No, I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Goodwill Hunting,
1: it's clothes. a great movie. I watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. I feel like I've already talked about watching *Goodwill Hunting* on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Archie, Danny, <laughs> Ricky, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, That's Johnny, it.
0: and
2: Brian.
0: Yeah. God, and the <laughs> accent, you crush it when you do it. Deep Elm yeah. in Dallas has a barber shop in the front called "High and Tight." The back is a bar via a seam in the wall with a dark bar with mixologists super cool. That's so cool. next time we do a trip to Dallas, maybe the deep elm is uh, hey Heath Richardson, are you paying attention to this crap? So anyways, um where would you send somebody? Mm. Nick?
1: Just for food? Yes. Oh man, in Houston or closer to the drop zone? General area. I mean all of Houston dude, it's impossible. That's a lot. It's impossible no, to impossible. pick this one place. Okay, drop zone relevant. Okay, if you're close to the drop zone, you're probably going to go to Pearland. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mongo's is really great. Little Tokyo is really good. Thai Cottage is pretty good. Red Robin. I'm kidding. (laughs) You know what's funny? You know what Sam's favorite restaurant is? red robin red robin dude <laughs> she loves the bottomless french fries <laughs> i'm dating a child dude i i'm okay with red robin she eat more than one serving dude she goes <laughs> ham on those french fries it's crazy bottomless I, I've so never you have to like seen... stay
2: in the restaurant for it to be bottomless right yeah you just keep eating french fries <laughs> hey
1: will you bring me more french fries like
2: bring your laptop and like.
1: yeah it goes man <laughs> <laughs> send it there is a uh but hey, i'm not a fan of red robin ramen tetsuya Yes, yeah. you should go there when you haven't just eaten at five different restaurants. So, <laughs> El Rey Taqueria. That's true, El Rey is Hop Dotties if Hop Dotties, if you want a burger. Cineholic. Yep. Elsa. Cineholic. Did you just I- say Elsa like that's a place to eat? That's <laughs> <what>? <laughs> no. Cineholic. Cineholic. Like, reminder. Elsa. Remember it next time. Bring it. <laughs> Elsa.
0: Fellas, are you single, by the way? <laughs> she is. There you go, fellas. She's yeah. single. Being single um, is fun. Being single is fun. No,
2: it really is. I wasn't being facetious. Man, whoever your
0: ex-boyfriend is right now should feel very insignificant if he listened to that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your last boyfriend right now is going like, great, I'm a bore. Congratulations, bro. You did it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So Italianos, do you know about that place on 518?
3: Nope.
0: So uh, West 518 past uh, probably not even a mile, half a mile past the... uh, um Chewy's or whatever. Uh, gringo's. You know where Gringo's is? Yeah, I vaguely remember Gringo's. That whole little shopping center with Mongos and stuff, half a mile past it is an Italian joint called Italianos. And bang for your buck. The price is dirt cheap. The proportions or the portions are really big. Um the food is phenomenal. So if you want a decent Italian joint that I don't think most people at the DZ know about, Italianos on 518. Straight baller, legit, really, really good food. I love gratias for Italian, um, but it's not Italian. It's just an Italian-themed uh, American restaurant, said and done. Italianos is just killer family-style Italian food. So that's that's a place in. I was gonna say Italy, Pearland. I would
1: send you. <laughs> yeah, I, it's really weird. Usually these conversations make me super hungry. Maybe it's because I just ate that food, but I'm not craving any of the stuff we're talking about. I know. And maybe, I think maybe that's if we why. were talking about treats. If we were talking about desserts. <laughs> like Cineholic. I could get into some desserts. See, Cineholic's like it's not really a dessert so much. It's just a giant mound of sweet bread to shove in your face whenever. <laughs> that's, you know? that's dessert. It's, to not, me it's not a way to end a meal. It's just like, hey, I feel like doing something terrible to my body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get Cineholic. That will make my mouth real happy for about four minutes.
2: Yeah, I don't so know. So there's a
3: place in Lake City that has keto cupcakes, and mm-hmm. I have one for the first time last week and it was amazing it's got one and a half carbs net carbs per oh cupcake and it i believe it tastes it's carbs, just air. fucking delicious <laughs> delicious
0: dude yeah. nothing but net carbs in my gut it's, um, just air smush ice cream
1: smush is good that yeah we did do that on the on the stuff your face fest. That smush ice cream is oh, that that was, voodoo donuts wow. was okay yeah i not, had a, not blown away i had a
0: cup of coffee there and shared a couple people's donuts because that was where i Saved Just myself. Started,
2: oh, ta- not tapped out. Yeah. You're saving.
0: I, number one, I needed to. We, we did. We've done this before on the show. Bernie's Burger Bus. Out
1: of business. Very sad. Smush ice mm. cream
0: uh mac and cheese just yeah, mac just mac where like I ordered the half pound of mac and cheese and a salad to go easy because it was either a half pound or a pound of mac and cheese. My goodness. <laughs> um I went easy at voodoo coffee and uh, just picked on some people's donuts, I shared some stuff because ramen was last and i was saving myself for the ramen that and i, I get like that you did super savory upset.
2: sweet savory sweet savory
0: that yeah, the goal was breakfast dinner right? dessert dinner dessert dinner dessert okay,
2: nice. and they
0: were all what like 3 minutes apart from each other so there yeah, was no they were no very break. close there, <laughs> was, <laughs> there, was, there was
2: no <clears throat> digestion time <laughs> no
0: now it was funny because we'd go into a restaurant and people ask what we were doing and the people serving there would very quickly find out what we were doing and they all thought it was cool, but the further we got, the less cool they thought we were because they realized we're the fifth place we've been to now. They're like, mm-hmm. you guys are just a bunch of weirdos.
1: So it, it worked out pretty fun. I'm though. sure the energy of the group was also declining. I was going to say, oh you're all God. just
2: like really <laughs> sluggish and tired.
1: We just ate the donuts, and before that, we had the mac and cheese. And bring me the ramen soup.
2: <laughs> Drunk on just being sluggish. God, so I, cool. that
1: ramen was, that's one of my favorite Restaurants definitely on my list. I'm not really a ramen sort of person. Like some people are super fanatic about ramen and pho or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm not one of those people, but it's just really great. Mm. I had five bites of what I ordered, and it, it was disgusting after that. Yeah. It but like ramen,
2: like it just goes through all of the other food. Just
0: yeah, it was mi- it was
1: mixing in my tum tum <laughs> in not a positive way. One of the things you've told me is I got
0: to try it again because it's great ramen. And I won't disagree because I did have the leftovers of it, and I enjoyed the crap out of it. The reason I like Another Place better is because they have a specific ramen. I won't disagree. Tatsuya is a better ramen joint said and done. Um, But it's just, I, I, man... Uh, Like the
2: broth is better Or like the ingredients It's the spicy
0: ramen that Mm. they serve At a spicy level that I love Oh you can't leave without uh, Make sure you grab a jar of salsa on the way out
3: Oh nice I made
0: made a bunch of ghost pepper salsa And then I made small little jars for a bunch of people Mm. Um, it's not the spiciest, but you'll appreciate it. It's not, not yeah. the spicy. It's I, pretty. I went
3: on my annual dove hunt a couple weeks ago and picked up some
1: ghost pepper salsa and made me think of you. Yeah. It was actually
3: Bucky's, and it's, it tastes very good. I was very surprised. That's don't don't
1: talk about hunting doves too loud. Elsa's right next to you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I killed a lot of She's going to karate <laughs> chop you in the throat and yell, vegan power, and okay. then go eat at Cineholic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you tried Bucky's ghost pepper beef jerky?
3: No, not the beef turkey. But I bought their their Reaper and their ghost pepper salsa.
0: I really like the Reaper better, but Dude, try their ghost pepper beef jerky. It is legit. You know, ghost pepper, sometimes uh, anybody who tries to brand something ghost pepper, they overdo the spice and they leave out the flavor. Mm-hmm. They have all the spice you want with good flavor. So that that is pretty legit. I would highly recommend giving it a shot. Next, breaking mic stands Have again. you seen yeah, the movie really Bohemian
1: Rhapsody? Not yet. Oh, no,
2: I really need to see that. So good. Have yeah.
1: you seen it? Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, going back to the doves.
1: Um, when? Yeah. Why'd you when, kill them? What do they do to you? <laughs> no, isn't the
2: like getting the meat out of it kind of like ridiculous because they're just so tiny and you get these, like you get like little chicken nuggets yeah, they're out little of every tiny.
3: Yeah. one of them. They're chicken nuggets basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. dove nuggets. So is it worth it? Eh, it's fun. I do it more for the fun for than the anything. For the sport. Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you cook these doves? Uh, the way I do them is is uh jalapeno bacon wrapped with cheese
2: i was gonna say so i dated somebody grill. who did the the dove hunting thing this was before i was vegan but yeah he was like getting the meat out of it was kind of ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so i just remember that and he would like bread them and put them in jalapenos and bacon and whatever but it was just like yeah
3: do you do you get not too bad, too bad food? it's no. not too bad actually getting the meat off
1: no, uh, no. okay maybe no. he just didn't not know how if you to do, do it a it. bunch yeah <laughs> it's like crawfish yeah, sort of. You just gotta get a technique down. Yeah, right. but you, you don't get anything because you can. Well, I don't you're want to be too graphic. <laughs>
3: you're, you're fine. We're getting a shotguns, right? You can pull the breastbone right out of the carcass, and yeah, you just get the little meat nuggets off the breastbone, huh. and just make sure there's no lead pellets. That's what i Do you ever get a pellet in your food? <laughs> yeah, occasionally.
1: That's
2: hilarious. Because how but big are very, they? Very, very rarely. Are they like big enough where you like? like that big maybe it's like a oh, nugget okay no but like the pellets like
3: oh they're they're pretty tiny like so you could
2: like accidentally swallow one you could you, do you think you have
3: no i don't think so okay <laughs> i'm he, pretty cautious about getting when i get the meat off i check them and i get all the bb's out yeah. I and mean, he chooses food well i nah. mean like who swallows <laughs> yeah. their food whole yeah i just right. thought about <laughs> chewing on some know. bb's oh. maybe it's just like yeah. so
2: good and so I mean, well it's like,
3: lead so it's kind of soft Mm. Although very poisonous.
2: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I'm like, have you eat
3: That's why waterfowl that? you have to use steel shot because lead's so poisonous for the water. But mm. uh, they they haven't mandated steel shot for everything yet, so Crazy. there's still a whole bunch of lead and uh cornfields and sunflower fields sure. and all that that all of us are eating. Yeah. So a little <laughs> bit of a little for bit of sure. foul play. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because
3: everywhere we hunt dove <laughs> is, is a field that is actively farming something we're just in the off season. So. Yeah. I what does it said. sound like when doves cry? Did you hear it? Make like a squeak noise. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: like a tiny little squeak. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: like when you pull their head
1: off. It's a lot different from that <laughs> oh prince song.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
1: all right so we've gone from restaurants (laughs) to murdering
3: tiny birds for fun if you shoot them in the head you don't have any bb's in the meat it's perfect (laughs) and they drop
1: (laughs) do you hunt anything else
3: yeah uh deer
1: how often do you do that
3: i haven't done it in a couple years Uh, but i used to do it every year to stock up my freezer and eat it throughout the year it lasts a very long time how does it feel for you to, to kill a deer how is that moment uh it's kind of with with texas deer hunting like i want to do it where it's legit wild because texas makes it too easy is what yes. you're saying yeah you're sitting in there bored like i get no excitement out of it really i just do it to get some meat
1: so it's there's no challenge at all you just they turn the feeder on stupid deer come over and then you chew <laughs> yeah. one in the face oh,
2: man
1: yeah and i have a rifle that could shoot shit out like fucking
3: 600 plus yards so it's like 100 yard shot okay it's dead <laughs> Yeah. Versus, you know, dove. You're actively like moving around, and you have to be pretty skilled, fairly skilled to to kill them. Got to lead those doves. Yep, for sure. Some years they fly higher than others, and they'll actively some years th-
1: they fly higher than others. Yeah,
3: it really depends. Like, uh, see, I just imagine them. F- some fly out of the grass over here, and some fly out of the grass over there. Not really. Yeah, uh, it's random as hell. Uh, depends where you are, how late in the season you are, and and if Dick Cheney's there to shoot you in the face. Shit. Dude, Didn't
1: Dick Cheney shoot his friend in the face? Um, yes. in the back, in the back. It was uh, a yeah.
3: pheasant, I believe. uh Pheasant is a lot like that. You're shooting at the ground, so it's really if you have people around, you have to know you have to stay like side by side.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: dude. I at really, least with Dove, you're shooting up in the air. And I the really worst feel that like he, is you get rained. I on. feel like he murdered that guy. You don't think he murdered that guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> there is a guy at my Dove hunt wearing a camouflage
1: shirt, and it had Dick Cheney's face <laughs> on it. The camouflage
2: was
3: excellent.
1: That's awesome. So good. Didn't he die like two days later in the hospital? This guy. I don't
2: know. I thought he survived. No, no I'm positive
1: dead. he survived. I'm positive. No way, dude. Yeah. Did he you see was that in the hospital movie? and they killed him?
2: No.
0: I'm
1: you guys, sure can, he did. you guys can tell me the truth, but it's not going to make me <laughs> unbelieve my <like>, conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> yeah, like, it
0: was, so was injured in the face, neck, and upper torso, so it was a face. Was reported to be in stable condition. A Corpus Christi <laughs> Memorial Hospital. Wasn't the face described as a corpus? I was hunting dove like the neck, the neck, breast, chest, and face. In the face, neck and or upper torso. <laughs> he had Dang been Dick moved Dick from US. intensive care to step down unit on Monday. Decided to leave 30 birdshot pellets lodged in his body rather than trying to remove them. No, him. I'm
1: fine, Dick. You don't even need to pull those out. <laughs> One, <laughs> don't shoot me again. Exactly. One of these pellets like still affects his voice I today.
0: February 14th, uh, had a minor heart attack and yeah. Collapse, long immediately moved to intensive care.
1: So he's still alive. He's still alive, yeah. but these
0: bullets are obviously messing
2: with his health. He's dead. They murdered him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Murder, death, kill. It was Jeffrey Epstein. I know it.
2: Heart attacks from bullets. Oh, my gosh.
0: And there's so many distractions over here. All these but, yeah. screens and all these pretty things to but look I, at. I and. definitely Internet's, prefer
3: bird hunting. There's, tol- there's a lot of sport <laughs> in it. Like yeah. you have to, you have to be kind of skilled to get Although, it. Although one
2: of my friends, he really likes um, bow hunting. When it comes to um, like deer and something else. Well, but he's yeah. pretty I, I, cute. He's got dimples. I really, I, really, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> bow that,
3: really. I Oh, really? In in <laughs> Texas, though, it's the same kind of thing. You're sitting in a blind for hours and hours and wait for the feeder to go off and you kill it with an
0: arrow. So I'm curious, Justin.
3: It's more sporting for sure. I've seen Texas
0: farms where you basically sit in a in a blind till at a feeder till the deer show up. But isn't there just like actual open field hunting in Texas? There's all hunting. There's some, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you say Texas hunting is boring, it's not all of it. There is a majority or
3: something. Yeah. Yeah. But the vast majority, it's just I a mean, lot of ranches here. Most right? people that get like real big trophy bucks are going and paying thousands and thousands of dollars, and they preview uh, photos of the buck on an iPad and say, "I want to kill this one." Okay, yes. this one's twenty thousand dollars. You're gonna go sit in blind two hundred and forty-two for eight hours until the the feeder goes off, and you're gonna shoot that one.
2: Yes, I've heard that.
3: Most most of the big trophy bucks in Texas are exactly
0: like that. Yeah. They have tags on their ears, like. Kill this buck.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I've got a buddy who owns a couple hundred acre ranch west of San Antonio, and he has a crap load of cattle, a ton of access deer. I think over a hundred access deer. Uh, You cannot shoot the elk on his property because he's trying to populate the herd right now, Um, but you can shoot the deer and, and, he won't let anybody shoot there who's not shooting for harvest. In other words, you can't kill any of the deer on his property unless you plan on using the, the the deer for food. He doesn't just want you to kill it for sport. He doesn't mind that it's also sport. He's not against that, but you have to use the meat. Um, and he gives you the option. You can hunt it on his property, which, let's be real, a hunt on a couple hundred acre plot of land still isn't that crazy, especially when I think there's like we, we, we set – we, the one
3: I used to go to was tens of thousands of acres, yeah. so it was it was actually
0: like hunting wild deer. That fence was built a around the place. Yeah. yeah, this 200 acre property had probably six or eight deer feeders. So y- even if you hunted the property, you really weren't going far before you just ran across a feeder. So the deer were gonna be nearby no matter what. So I, uh, if I went hunting ever, and I've never hunted, I, I t- the idea of killing. Like, when you talked about pulling the rib cage out uh, off of the carcass of the dove, I think that hurt my feelings more than the stupid vegan over there. Sorry, <laughs> you're a stupid <laughs> vegan. Ha, ha. Um, the idea of, like, killing a deer, like, just... I super struggle with that idea. So I would well, have to use a feeder just to make sure I had a good kill.
2: With deer and population control, I completely understand that. I mean, what, what I think...
0: Yeah, they're
3: they're very highly regulated. Yeah. Like the where I used to hunt was an was an MLA lease, so they would have aerial surveys from Texas Park and Wildlife and say this is how many deer you can kill this year. Yeah, What's because or
2: or else it'll be like uh, totally it's, overrun. It's like a, there'll be so
3: hunting many license deer. for an area for okay. like a ranch or whatever. Mass or whatever land or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so overpopulation is what you're talking about. Yeah, also. and yeah.
2: then also like the older bucks will kill the younglings, right? Like, yes, yeah. they're territorial and they'll kill the babies. So and there you, is like you also
3: have to kill off a certain amount of doe. And I was perfectly fine with killing doe because I'm there to get meat. Like, you know, it's it's about population control.
2: for Yeah, sure. and then also with like when you're hunting um, wild, it's like you're not getting the antibodies. You're not getting like the whole hormones and different things that they're pumping into you know the the meat that you get from your mm-hmm. your kroger or your you know what i mean so it's kind of like that's sustainable to me
3: so well and those animals have had a very good life versus exactly. the chicken you go by at heb
2: yeah it's been <laughs> squashed between a gazillion other ones in yeah. their own feces yeah
0: so is a gazillion more or less than a brazilian <laughs>
2: I have no idea.
0: It's less than a metric fuck ton, but but what, more than an ass load. <laughs> One of my questions for you is you're vegan for two different reasons, and we've kind of talked about it before. One is the health choice, number 2 is the humanity choice. Yeah. So, would you eat a properly wildly hunted animal that was raised in the wild? Like would you still if I said, "Hey, here's some deer we hunted this in the hills of Montana." Would you eat mm-hmm. deer tonight if we did that? Yes. Man, I did not see that coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because okay, so I'm vegan because I'm more sustainable, but majority of the time it's going to be vegan because there isn't like a lot of sustainability options for me. So it's like if I go to a um a farmers market and I have the budget, I can buy you know meat or or duck sausage or this or that and you know it's very expensive but I'd rather do that than you know go to the grocery store and buy any of that agricultural mass agricultural bullshit honestly like that's just not sustainable
0: so right now you can go to a farmer's market and buy this ethically raised food Mm -hmm. do you eat meat at all that way currently
2: um I've eaten eggs that were um from my friend's backyard you know Um, but really it's like here and there. It's not a lot.
0: Okay. I, I'm, I'm a little shocked and not in a bad way. I, 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 to me, you're the most sensible or or amongst the most sensible vegans I've talked to as far as your stand and your reason doesn't conflict with your actions because your answer to me matches your statements. Yeah. But a lot of people would make the statements you say and then say, if the, if they would say no, I won't eat that meat today just because my body's not used to it, just because it's not something I eat anymore, I, I'll respect that. Mm-hmm. But I'll hear people make other arguments. I'm like, but but it doesn't really match what you say. So you're actually a logical human being.
2: Yeah, because I think when it comes down to it, it's just all about sustainability.
0: As you wear that jersey made of oil, <laughs> 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 it's polyester-based product, right? Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. So uh, actually, I think do er- my
2: part. I think everybody is
0: wearing an Option Studios piece of equipment today because I think that's an Option Studios-made jersey or shirt. I think so. Uh, we're all wearing Option Studio jerseys, and by the way, that is a nice new Series Three you're wearing.
2: Yes. Can I please show you?
0: Absolutely. I'm going to leave it on the set camera, so you're right here on this sucker. You're you're
1: on this sucker. Yeah. We're having a modeling show. <laughs> we're getting the Ooh, look at that booty we oh, yeah. got some booty showing
0: off the other side let's be real she doesn't have a lot of booty we've no, had this conversation I well I don't have hips exactly but, um,
2: So that's part of your booty what, what's great is that these sleeves are um, shorter because the unisex or the men's cut came all the way down to here and they were like really boxy so it was less flattering for women mm-hmm. um, it has the darts for your boobs and oh, this boob darts. is <laughs> you know, boob darts. love that game <laughs> and then this is my favorite part it's like the little elastic at the bottom and I mean it's so amazing like it just, just is on there when I was um, jumping last weekend it really stayed down I didn't have any problems with that it was really awesome
0: if you ordered a Gravity Lab Radio or TRC jersey, they are either in the mail on the way to you already or they are ready for you at the drop zone for pickup. We did order a few extra, not tons of extra. So if we have, I think we have the Murica, the Camo, and the TRC jerseys and extra. So if you want one, hit me up. Let me know. And uh, if you don't, we don't have what you want. Uh, we will be ordering another batch if enough of you ask. I'm not going to make these unless you want them. So let me know. Um, speaking of which, um, I have an extra Option Studios jersey, really nice. You know the red one, the Red Racers?
2: Hmm. Is I, that like Series 1? Uh,
0: series 2. <laughs> red Racer, nice. Series 2. Uh, you see CD wear this one a lot, the mm-hmm. Red Racer. Um, it says Marvin on the back. If anybody wants a free Option Studios <laughs> Red Racer jersey in large, but it has Marvin on the back because that's my last name, Marvin the Martian, let me know. I'll actually uh, hook you up if you pay for postage. Let, now that's going to go nowhere. But who wants a jersey with my name on it? <laughs> you
1: got a fan out there, uh,
0: dude. You know somebody <laughs> Someone will just might take be free.
3: a really big Marvin the Martian or,
2: fan. Yeah, or their name is actually Marvin. Or they're like a
0: stalker. Name. I think is the most likely. <laughs> I, I I tend <laughs> to agree with the, uh, the latter. Ho- I hope they're a Marvin the Martian fan. That's that's what <laughs> I'm going to agree with, man. Where is he? He's around here somewhere. There's a, I don't know if you've ever noticed Marvin the Martian. Exist. I have oh, noticed him. He's on the uh, printer. I've not moved. I've been oh, rearranging yes. this office. And so there's a toothpick with Marvin the Martian uh, etched into him. There's a Marvin the Martian statue for quite a while. My parents would actually hook me up uh, for Marvin the Martian. Maddie, your mom is ready for what? Man, silly little girl. Man,
2: I really hope that the extraterrestrials. Cr- I keep saying extraterrestrials. Extra
0: car- <laughs> Man, these <laughs> aliens are bonus credit. <laughs> no, right, they're real you don't smart. need them. But. <laughs> they're real smart.
2: Um, I really like hope the aliens look like Marvin the Martian. Where I hope they
0: talk like him. Yeah. <laughs> did you know, he just
2: beep and boop and stuff? No,
1: he he talked.
0: He
2: had a I really funny that.
1: voice, and hey, yeah. Did you see the movie Mars Attacks? Mac Mac. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Mac <laughs> Mac. Did you see that movie? Man, I like. We're all like, what? It's great.
3: Okay. Have you seen <laughs> the <movie? laughs> I, I feel like I must <laughs> have talked about
1: this movie last time we talked about aliens because it's one of the first things that come to mind called Fire in the Sky. Okay, I yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we talked about. Oh God, it's so terrifying. God, there's so there's, many
2: movies I need to watch.
1: Uh, fire in the Sky is from the '90s, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, I know, I, I know, I talked about this. Be- this this movie ruined my childhood. That uh, it's a it's based on a true story, and it's this this team of loggers are out in the woods. They think they see a fire. They go and check it out. It's a, a UFO that's just flying above the trees. It zaps the guy in the chest and picks him up off the ground, and then it goes to his story where he talks about being. Like the whole the whole probing probing situation, <laughs> yeah. They do all that to him, and there's video of it. And the like how the aliens look in this movie. Oh God, <laughs> ruined me. Really? Yeah. Like
2: like the kind of generic skinny alien with the big eyes. Or I what? mean, big
1: eyes, but not like when you think of like those totally featureless gray alien faces. Mm. Not like that. There's still a lot of uh, they looked more realistic than those. Mm. Like those other aliens are too smooth, right? Okay. But it looked like they were real living things gotcha and there's like he's i remember this moment looking where back on it does it look fake as shit and not scary you make me watch that movie tonight i'm having nightmares for <laughs> sure 100 percent. i will not sleep you see you know which one fucked me up was the fourth kind because of all
3: the because it was based on all the real accounts in uh i think it was gnome alaska okay Th- that you know, was as fuck. Yeah, they actually played like the real recordings of these sessions that they had, and all these people had these same experiences. Mm. And it was completely inexplicable. Uh, I think, uh, what's her name? Mila God, uh, yeah, Jovovich
1: was in it. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just scrolling through images from the. From the, the fifth movie right element now. was mm. in the fourth kind. Oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, it still scares you? Oh, God, I hate it. No, no, I want like, no, to see. The, this, uh, this picture right here is what just got me, the top top right.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's totally Good. the kind of alien I was thinking it was going to
0: be. So, by sure. the way, somebody already said, I'll take it for that jersey. I told him to send me a message. But somebody <laughs> also asked, can I play a game of paper, scissors, rocks for a jersey, Stephen Palacios? Two out of three, if I win, I get 50% off a jersey. If you win, I pay full price. That is not even close to remotely a deal. <laughs> exactly. If you win, I pay double. He did agree to say if uh, we play, he pays double. If he wins, he pays half off. If we win, he pays double. I don't think I've ever heard uh, rock, paper,
3: scissors said in that order before. I, didn't, scissors, I was to ro- say that. Pi- paper, scissors, <laughs> rocks? Oh, I want play rock,
0: paper, scissors, lizards. Spock. Oh, and there's your nerd if you know that one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I do like that one, and the math works. Steven, I'm going to turn you down on that offer just because at some point that will turn into a bunch of crazy games of me playing a lot of games of risk and gamble and chance with a lot of people, and at some point I will lose my butt selling jerseys for half off because I pay... More money than half off of those jerseys. So uh, I, I just don't know if I could afford to uh, take these risks over and over again. So I'm not going to do it. I really appreciate it. I'm so sorry. Um, I really would love to help you out. But uh, no, sorry, brother. Really am. Um, the summer, it's been crazy. Yours yes. has been weird. Mm, it's Just weird. Like busy, crazy, slow, crazy, besides COVID, crazy.
2: Actually, I've been really busy. Yeah. I've been staying busy. And I think I just, like, that's inherent to me. I just can't slow down and. Just take a breath, but that's so okay.
0: Has your normal job gotten busier, or has your life just continued to be busy?
2: Um. Yeah, I think I've done this on my own accord, but also like I've picked <laughs> up, <laughs> I've picked up jobs, and you know, kind of things. Just like kind of keep rolling. It's like it's good, but overall, just crazy. I think because definitely not what I was anticipating as far as like with all the travel and stuff. You know, I wanted to do like a road trip, and then. I got delayed and, and all of that. But overall, it's been good. Just crazy.
0: What about you, Justin? How has your summer been? How's, how's the year been for you? I've been
3: doing a lot of things that uh, I used to consider like old people stuff, like responsible adult things. Why'd you look at me when you said old? <laughs> Bed, Bath, and Beyond, maybe Home Depot. I've been working on the lawn a lot. I don't know if there's
1: enough time.
3: <laughs> the lawn looks great. You know, and you get really working on that. You know, you get really
0: <laughs> old when you stop working on the lawn and you start paying the local uh, dude to, to do the lawn <laughs> for you because we are long past that point at our house. And like just organizing the house and
3: all the boring bullshit. Uh, I've also had a lot of time to work on cars, so that's been good.
2: Yeah. Um, you said that you went drag racing last weekend.
3: Yeah. I won a trophy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was fun. Four. uh I got third in my class. It was the uh, Lone Star Mopar Fest. So it was a whole shitload of Mopars. A uh, bunch of. What's a Mopar for? Yeah,
2: please explain. Because Mopar had to explain is that to you for, for the
3: women and me. Uh, uh, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Um, not Chevy, not Ford, Fiat, but American. Chri- Fiat Chrysler <laughs> Automotive is the. Overall so it's it's uh, manufacturer.
1: Mopar makes Mopar, these cars.
3: Mopar is the word for the uh, motor parts division of what used to be Dodge, Chrysler, and now it's Fiat Chrysler Automotive because everything's owned by foreigners now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> America! Yeah. Uh, but basically, it was a shitload of uh, Chargers, Challengers uh a few fast mean? jeeps and, and you have the jeep uh, right some dodge ram trucks that have big ass turbos on them and shit so did you compete in the <clears throat> soccer
0: mom class is that what class you took in right. in?
3: no i actually <laughs> it was the uh, uh super stock class uh 11 and a half second bracket class so you cannot go any faster than 11 and a half seconds in the quarter mile if you go any faster you're disqualified uh, and the closest to eleven and a half sec, it's like reverse prices, right? The closest to it without uh, going under, faster than that. So you want to have a car that's slightly faster than eleven and a half seconds, um, so that you can hit the number on the head because it's a lot easier to slow down than it is to go faster. Um, what so was I your p- time? I put my smaller tires on it, so I wouldn't go eleven threes, and it was consistently hitting like right around eleven five. I lost running an 11.56 to a, another identical Trackhawk to mine running 11.52. He was just a better Damn. driver than that day. Yeah, I lost by .04 seconds. It's reaction time. Yeah. He reacted faster at the light than I did. It's hard to beat Damn. all-wheel drive. He because you. those, you. Yeah, those things are just so consistent. But anyway, we got paired up in the semifinals uh, which put me at third place, and I was telling the guy we were bullshitting like when it first started, like, oh man, yours is actually the same color, like you know we've never seen another trackhawk our color because it's a rare color, uh, and we, yeah, he was the only one there in a trackhawk the same color, and we got paired up, like, what are the odds we get paired up? Like I wish we would have got paired up with the other two cars because then we would have been in the finals because ours were like right on the number, and the other two weren't. Uh, he ended up winning, taking first place. Who took second? What kind of car? It was a
0: Challenger. So a Mopor. Oh yeah, but it was Hi- Mopor.
3: highly mod- modified Challenger.
0: Yeah, Farley Bracket Racing, um, <laughs> dude. It, it's a. Uh,
3: it was a. It was a 5.0 Pro Tree, so it was legit bracket racing. Bracket racing. It wasn't. Uh,
0: I, I knew the event you went to, and I, I'm, I was pretty sure it was a legit high level event. Mm-hmm. Um, even it's just, actually
3: a nationwide series that they have Modern Street Hemi Shootout. Yeah. Even hearing what what uh,
0: class you ran and made me realize you were in a very legit. I, it's, you, it was a field of twenty eight cars. That's
3: yeah. not too bad. I got third.
0: And Nick, to give you an idea, your van probably does a quarter in thirty
1: seconds. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that thing's passes lightning, you don't know. And mm-hmm. another yeah. track. Don't Hawks you disrespect that man. The, You
0: pass me at the freeway
1: every time you see me. well wow. so. You drive like a grandmother.
0: <laughs> Grandfather. No, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Asian. The steering wheel is an,
3: a sight, man. I use it to aim. And another Trackhawk won the 10.5 second class, and he's got the bolt-on parts that I have in a box I need to put on. <laughs>
2: You're like, they're in the box?
3: Yep. 300 horsepower in a box. I can't wait to put it on. Whoa.
2: I don't understand any of this, but I'm just going to go, Whoa. It's two
3: Honda Civics worth of horsepower in a small little cardboard box.
2: Crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so not very much. No. you yeah, yeah, I was going to
2: say, I'm exactly. like, I have a Honda Civic? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it yeah. means your car's not very fast. <laughs> yeah. But you knew that.
2: But I like to think of it. I, like, I put a spoiler on it, so it like makes it go a little bit faster, right? <laughs> it <laughs> makes
3: spoiler it slower, alert. actually. <laughs> ah, <you're right. laughs> Has more wind resistance.
2: <laughs> right, And I put a rack on it, too, so it's like super slow now.
3: But the fun part is, being in a uh, fucking Jeep... Grand Cherokee next to a Charger let's say they're like and you just leave his ass like bye yeah, that's what I
2: think it's so interesting <laughs> that you're in a Jeep Cherokee and you're just like pew. Yeah, it's so cool.
0: It's one of my favorite parts of his car is is if somebody pulls up next to me, I drive a Mustang that looks a little bit fancier than normal. I, I get comments from other Mustang owners, and people expect me to be fast. I've had people at lines, at stoplights, rev their engines, want like, to race me. This. I don't <laughs> race. I just I, It's not in my genetics. It's not what I want to do. I'd like to race on a track, but on the road, it's just not worth, worth it, man. I don't, my, my penis is smaller than yours, and I'm not here to prove <laughs> it, man. But I watching somebody pull up next to a jeep like they expect me to go fast they expect me to do something and mine's not the fastest car but it's by far not the slowest Mm -hmm. you are a sleeper like it's just so cool because you hear loud suvs you hear loud trucks all the time but you don't see them take off the way yours does and that thing hooks man it It does that all-wheel drive just just it hooks that's a word Mm -hmm. yeah hook up so tight so he said all-wheel drive does better Uh, when if you hit the gas and your tires spin... Oh, it hooks. It grabs the... hooks yeah. Okay, okay. And the reason wow, i was like on the pavement... It's,
1: it's almost tactic, it. or like a, a technical word. It yes. hooks. And I was, I was yeah. running
3: 11 and a half seconds, spinning
1: all through first gear with all four Hold tires. Hold on, say that again. I was thinking about a stupid thing I was about to say. <laughs> tell, tell me that
3: again. <laughs> I was what spinning all the way through first gear, hitting 11 and a half and a quarter mile. All four tires spinning through first gear. Wow.
2: What?
3: Oh. When it shifts into second, it's like, <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: Oh, I see it. Hooks. Yeah, yeah. when the tires hook yeah. up or grab.
0: Gotcha. And so that's one of the advantages is with any of our cars, only two wheels are trying to get traction. Especially with a lot of drag cars, it's the back tires, which pull weight off of the front tires, which now you don't have control either. Mm. So all-wheel drive cars typically do well because all four tires hook, keeping the thing planted to the ground, applying power evenly. Yes. It, it's, it's, it's great. It really is. And
2: that's it's, safer, for sure. It oh, yeah. It's that's safer. the most
3: my, my thing's the uh my vehicle's the most fun thing to drive in the rain there is. Mm. Yeah. The more throttle you give it, the
1: better it goes straight. Yeah. <laughs> nice. is, is your Mustang rear wheel? Like yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's gotta be crazy in the weather.
0: Um man, it's so with normal traction control turned on, if I'm sitting in an intersection and I wanna turn from a stoplight, I usually have to start in second gear. If I start in first gear and I'm not careful, the back end wants to slide out just from so much torque. My um, Mustangs have the notorious uh, street sweeper reputation. Yeah, oh, where they're fishtailing. Um, yeah, so I, I have never turned traction control off of my car, and I can go from third to fourth gear and make the back ends just start fishtailing because I got it's it's more power than the car is really worth. It's it's a really overpowered car. It can't use it all. I mean, it actually has a rain-snow mode, and when it's raining, I actually hit that trigger because it's too easy to goose the gas and slide the rear end around on that car. It's just mm-hmm. not made. Yeah, it sounded like a sex move. I have to put mine in 50-50 <laughs> all-wheel drive, or it's yeah. yeah. still same. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> just crazy. So, it's, uh, it, it's fun, man. Dude, it, so, for all of you guys who hate cars, sorry we're nerding out for a second. <laughs> um, Whatever, dude. I'm just excited
1: to goose the gas and slide a rear end. Yeah. So, you okay. know, the, the mm. goal was to pay the 16 bucks.
0: This month it's done, and now it's the goal to pay the uh, to to put the sixty-seven together. And you know, it's a ten to fifteen-year goal. I might in the next two to three years put it all in the shop at once, four months, get it done. Oh wow! Do it all top to bottom, That's dude. Awesome. Rear end suspension, uh, brakes engine transmission paint body all Mm. in one suite dude i was gonna say have an engine hoist if you need to use it oh no it's i'm 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 at a point where i think i'm gonna yeah Yeah, he's he's just gonna have me come over and pick it up and hold it (laughs) (laughs) dude you at the current engine you could stay you and i could stand in the engine compartment while working on the engine (laughs) because there's enough space between the engine and the ground it's Mm. just old cars don't have a lot of stuff in it so it's pretty spacey so man it is actually uh i'll, I'll tell you more about that later but dude it, the, the reality of that happened in the next two years is very possible three nice. years probably very real so what
3: are you gonna put in a 289
0: no man uh i'm gonna i'm gonna match i'm gonna the 16 i'm gonna take the coyote motor oh but the, co- the coyote swap yeah the coyote is 435 with all the mo- modern requirements all the legal stuff a lot of people are putting over five hundred out of that. <laughs> that shoot himself in the brain. A lot of people. Are it doesn't over
3: take f- much to make a
0: coyote go faster. Yeah, sure. you go over five hundred without uh, just by taking a lot of the modern uh, regulation stuff off in very few tweaks. You just don't have to blow it. it. You yeah. don't have to. Uh, you don't have to squeeze. You have to do nothing, dude. So I figured just put a little blower on it, and that thing is pushing four, uh, 5, 550, and that's my goal.
3: There's so. nothing like the sound of a root supercharger. I think that's my favorite part of my car. So were you
2: talking about Wiley Coyote?
0: <laughs> so mo- the Coyote is the name of the motor. They the, they name motors over years and versions. I, I just and yeah.
2: really like Wiley Coyote.
0: Dude, Wiley Coyote is the bomb. Like, he's the dumbest bomb ever, man. He, I he love kills him himself. But. and
2: I feel bad for him all the time. He's one of my faves.
0: <laughs> so Nick, how's
1: your summer been, man? You talk about a busy MEFR. It's a busy summer. It's an interesting summer, it's a long summer, it's a challenging summer. It's uh it's been good, it's been bad, it's been it's been a lot of things. one of the things you and I have talked about
0: is both you and I have gotten busier. You're the manager of the drop zone. I own the Rating Center. Uh, Both your role in the drop zone and the drop zone itself has actually been really busy. So you've increased your workload there. The Rating Center, I've increased my workload. And then you and I have been doing other little side projects together. And we both have sweared that over time we can't sustain the workload we've had. And that realistically we know we need to eventually make shifts and changes. I need help. I need winter to get here. (laughs) Well, so actually, a good friend of ours was talking to me about you the other day, with the concern of your well-being
1: and your and your uh, overworking. And that person sounds smart. Yeah, uh, I, dude, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good at overworking myself and getting myself into the, not not the best mental place, and then going like, "Whoa, dude, what are you doing? You chose to be here. Like, you like to work hard. What are you doing?" And then it's a good reset when I when I know that I've put myself. Uh, you know, when I've put myself underwater a little bit, I'm good at recognizing, "Hey, like you, you, you chose all this, you picked all this, you did this on purpose." And when I have that realization, it's a really good reset and uh, an opportunity to, to re-engage on whatever's on my plate at, at that at that moment. But uh, I do think that uh, the I, I do work too much. That's the truth. Real quick, I got to say this. Please do not randomly send me money
0: for a jersey until you know I have the jersey. (laughs) I love you to death whoever just did that, but I don't have that jersey in stock, nor will I have that jersey in stock for a while. So you gave me money for nothing, and I will order you one at some point. But please, folks, don't send me money in hopes to get me to do something. I promise you I will work with you and make it happen. But it's hard to have money floating out of nowhere. Nick's sending me money right now. Nick, <laughs> so you, you continue like, to send me money. Yep. Um,
3: so you're saying I should wait until after the sexual favor to pay you.
0: Title of your sex tape. Um, <laughs> but so, Nick, one thing you said the other day to me is you actually came to the realization that you um, are needing to, to look at lightning or, or distributing your workload. And one of the things that, uh, that uh, I think you and I both can do better and that I'm working on is delegating the jobs we have. Yep. Um, how how has that been going for you? Is that realization becoming a truth?
1: Man, I, it's something that I need to do. This is, a, I would say, a personal and now becoming a professional shortcoming is I'm just not good at asking for help. I'm just not good at it. I don't like it. Me too. It's not, uh, it's not a thing that, like usually for me it's easier to just, just do whatever it is that I need to ask someone to do than to ask them to do it themselves. And that's something that I really need to work on. And I think that, um, you know, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, if you're asking me not in the moment, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking someone to do their job, to Ask asking someone to do a thing that they get paid to do, something that they've agreed to do, something that they understand is their responsibility to do. There's nothing wrong with asking that person to do it. I just suck at it. I just suck at uh, controlling my own emotions about myself and about how it might come out. To say, "Hey, can you do this thing for me?" I feel like I'm. I feel like when I ask that question, I'm saying, "Hey, I'm not capable of doing this thing myself. So, can you do it?" And that's just a hard thing for me to to say. Right,
2: because it's not that you're ca- not capable of doing it. It's just that you're like, I have other things on my plate.
1: Well, it's not that I'm. So, I guess a few different things come into play here. I feel like if I'm capable of doing a thing, I, you know, like if I can, I know how to clean the bathroom. I know how to start the airplane. I know how to do a lot of things that aren't my job to do in a normal day. But when I see them and that these things need to be done, I would love to free up someone who has that skill set and a greater skill set that I don't have to do that thing instead of doing this thing that i can do right now and Mm -hmm. so i let myself get uh sidetracked in some tasks that aren't aren't my job necessarily because i do have a desire to contribute and i do not want to ask someone else to do it Mm -hmm. but uh, i'm I'm getting better you know it's uh it's something that comes with practice and comes with um uh the realization of like, I, you know, I can't do like, I'm just trying to in my head, I realize I've been in survival mode for a while of like, hey, I just want to get through 2020. Hey, I just want to get through the summer. Hey, I just want to get through this COVID situation to where I'm doing things that I, I don't know how I could keep doing.
2: It's not sustainable. yeah,
1: it's not sustainable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go vegan. So, <laughs> know, right? so but it's it's working for now. Yeah. and you know every time that I feel that uh, oh, I can't keep doing this sort of feeling, I just think, hey, this you know, this is temporary. It's a very weird year. I'm new in this role. This doesn't have to last forever and even though it might be tough right now, suck it up, mm-hmm. keep doing it, and uh, I'll practice getting help along the way. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when I do have supportive friends like DJ and Steven who can uh, point out the people and ways that I can ask for help. It is very helpful for me because then I realize, hey, this is like it's not weak to ask someone to do their to do their job. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean, hey, you're. Like I'm not saying I can't go do that. I'm saying, hey, this is your responsibility, and the team is stronger and better if you do this part and I do the other right. part. Have but, accountability
2: uh, and know that, that that person you can account or rely on. And yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I know the DJ knows who David Goggins is. Do you know who David Goggins mm-hmm. is? He's a uh, Navy SEAL, a guy who started his life without very much. He oh, overcome a lot actually, of. Overcame actually, a lot of adversity. Think, yeah. DJ may may mm-hmm. have brought it up. But someone mentioned Beast. mentioned him on, uh, I think it was probably on the Rogan podcast because I hear him mentioned there so much. But you heard him talking shit to somebody uh, on an Instagram post, and he ended it with "fuck you, stay hard." And like just those <laughs> four words, man, I have said that to myself several dozen times since hearing it of like yeah hey yeah you're complaining fuck you stay hard like fuck you push harder keep going whatever 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 (laughs) it takes to keep going right now think that thing and keep going and Mm -hmm. so again like you couldn't you can't sprint forever you can sprint for a while but at some point you know energy like there's no such thing as an unlimited source of energy so uh it's gonna catch up to you and and whether it's physically or mentally there's only so much that uh, any one person can can do for for a long time but it's fun to try and find those boundaries and it's uh somewhat enjoyable to try and <laughs> it's enjoyable and torture to try and grow as a person with some of this stuff of like hey it's uh you know there are things that i'm gonna have to change about the way that i i act and think and and just live because it just can't be that way forever. Right. And so you can't that's burn the
2: candle at both ends. That I'm gonna
1: try. Yeah. That coffee in the morning gets me going a long way. (laughs) So I I
0: really wanted to have this conversation tonight with all four of us because I look around the room and I look at four very wildly successful people, uh, four people who are very much, I'm looking at three, I can't see I can see me, um, (laughs) who are leaders in their own place, in their own world, in their own rights. Uh, Elsa, probably not as far along in that uh, career, in that that venture, Mm -hmm. but by far I think you could own those statements. And you're like 25. Thank no, she's you. like 12. Unlike Lori Padaloca, <laughs> who's 59 or 68 or 70, Elsa, Elsa Button.
1: She ages backwards. <laughs> um,
0: so <laughs> I, I want to talk that. about what we all do individually to, to better manage our time and, and kind of advice to give each other. And one of the things, I'll, I'll start with two different statements and let you guys run with it, is number one, Hank and I have had a lot of conversations in life and, and something I've told him, and some of you may have heard this from me as well. Is when somebody comes to me for advice, uh, Nick, this happens with you and I all the time, or if I even come and give you unsolicited advice, what I do my best is not tell you what I think you should do. I would tell you what I think I could do best to further this situation, although I might not be successful at it. I try to take it from my own, and, and I do that for two reasons. Number one, I give you a very realistic version of what you should do instead of going like, oh, you could just do this easier said than done. Number two, I, I really grow tremendously from giving advice in the perspective of like, Elsa, you've got a problem. How could I best handle and manage that problem is not what I'm telling you, but is exactly what I'm thinking as I give the advice. So now when you come across that next problem, that next thing, you've already thought further ahead. So by all means, um, that, that is a huge thing for me. Um, Nick, for you, something I really hope you can learn to understand is you're a very valuable character and asset in so many different ways. Um, And I think you actually have more value in better places than you allow yourself to be because you're so busy doing the tasks that other people can easily handle that you do a good job of example cleaning the bathrooms there are times you clean the restrooms where one of the maintenance guys has a time the ability to do so um most of them are friendly cooperative and willing to do so um not everybody's great at their job and that is what it is but
1: yet see i'm already going to defend why i clean the bathroom <laughs> but there I,
0: I will tell you there are other needs and places that you can yeah. be better served agreed by people who want and need your attention to be somewhere else so that, I, I really hope, and for me, that's a realization, and so back to I give you advice based off of my own uh, experiences, I am so overworked and so overwhelmed right now. It, it, it's As some of you know, I've, I've created more business and work for me, and I'm working 20 to 30 hours a week right now for a completely different job on top of other things i've done so i, I just don't have time and I've, i'm to the point now where we're hiring a office administrator and scheduler for the rating center because i can't do the right things by the people i'm obligated to so um i, I just I, I hope i can do a better job i hope any of us justin i know you're overwhelmed it's not dude you guys are busy and kudos to to you and, and your co-workers and business folk to for the success you guys keep pushing but
3: yeah, a lot of the things Nick was talking about uh, really resonated with me. Uh, just the management in general is like that, right? It's all the same thing, regardless of if you're, uh, you know, running a DZ or, you know, in my case, an uh, electrical engineering department. You know, I have, I have guys that obviously there's a lot of things that I could do a lot faster, and uh, it would be more efficient for me to do it but it's my time is better served doing a lot of other things like uh, you know I have young engineers that are right out of school that uh, know the theory behind it but zero practical experience and uh, in order to develop the uh, department as a whole those people have to learn and they have to learn by doing they have to learn by their mistakes Yeah. and me furthering the business me developing procedures me overseeing the efficiency of everyone as a whole, um, and you know, looking looking for the next business opportunity. That my time is much better served doing that rather than calculating the size of a cable, um, where they can do it and I can just check it. You know, it, it's going to take them two, three times longer um and, and another aspect of that and what i do is is the bill rate uh for the project cuz we have set budgets and schedules and we're running you know 15 20 projects at a time so keeping track of all that stuff is 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 better for me to do that than to get down in the weeds and actually do the work
2: mm-hmm.
3: um it frees up work for other people it develops them further and grows their responsibilities to where then they can get other people to do it. When the next batch of fresh engineers comes out of college, um, you know, and I get uh, I get inundated sometimes with with new hires uh, fresh out of school because we're trying to build this sustainable business model and have these kids come in from school, uh, learn on a fast track progression to get to to that stage in their career accelerated. Uh, And I just get so annoyed when someone comes in with zero experience, they can't do jack, and they've got a college degree. And it's like, yeah, I remember myself there. I didn't know shit. I I wasn't beneficial to the project at all. And all I could do was sit there and try to be a sponge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, eventually you get that payoff. And I'm I'm finally getting that payoff with my first engineer. He's three years in. Uh, now and it's finally to the point where it's like, hey, go do this. Like, send, and come can, up like, with a, a sketch and package and send it out for a construction quote. Yeah, and he can handle it. You know, it's it's crazy when you finally realize relinquishing your responsibilities is, is better. Like, the, that must
2: be really rewarding. You're like, yes, that guy. He knows what yeah. he's doing now.
3: That's it's one of those things. Like, um, uh, what is it? A sign of a good manager is hiring people that are better than you. Well, that's easy <laughs> right. for me. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like uh, a lot of things I heard you say. Like you, you know that people have that skill set, right? And you know you could do it quickly, but is it the most efficient for the team for you to do it? Yeah, probably not.
1: And uh, I, I, this is—I've uh, had this conversation with several close friends of, hey, like I'm really good at conti- like working hard, right? I can think about working hard, and I that, like that's a skill of mine. But if 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 my version today of working hard was standing with my head against the wall, punching the wall all day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm working so hard. It's like, that's not effective. Right. And I know that I have it in me to, to do things that way. So I appreciate, man, I cannot uh, overemphasize the value of a good friend who knows you and who will, will, will talk with you about an honest observation about a thing that you could do different or do better. It's uh, it's it's, I'm realizing that not everyone is uh, willing or able to to speak up and to be honest and to, to talk about how they feel or what they think or even share good ideas. And uh, that's another thing that I want to be more effective at is uh, inviting those ideas and... and, and uh, being approachable and not being so busy doing someone else's job that I've made mm-hmm. myself unapproachable because I know I have it in me to, to do that. So again, these are the these and are the fun, what but challenging is parts like you, of self improvement.
3: If you ask someone to do that thing, now they're looking to do that thing, and you don't oh, really man. have to ask them again. And mm-hmm.
2: also, I feel like when you ask somebody to do something and they're like, "Okay, I'm capable of doing that," then they feel so good about themselves. So like, I just did that, and that you know my you know my manager or whatever needed that from me and so i'm helping him out and that just is like it's good for everybody you know
0: i love one of the things that everybody keeps saying i i have been asked by several lead instructors over the years at spaceland how did you get instructors to do certain things and most particularly i've been asked by people who worked with me as a lead instructor and i like, do people would always do things for you and i think the reason people will do things for me regularly is man i give great handies um, <laughs>
2: reciprocation no, but don't yeah. pay ahead
0: of time you all said <laughs> over and over again you ask somebody to do something i really i'm really sh-
2: bad at it too i really
0: shouldn't have to be able- i shouldn't go to nick and say hey nick i need you to fill out this form his job is to fill out form xyz nick i need you to fill out form xyz i shouldn't have to do that that's his job But I've come to find an example. Hey, Nick, you're teaching class this Sunday. I found, hey, Nick, I need a favor from you, man. I need you to help me out. I need you to teach classes Sunday. It's your turn. If I start out with, I need your help, Mm -hmm. now they feel like heroes. Now they feel like they're doing the right thing, the best thing. Even though I just politely requested you do your freaking job. And it motivates them to want to do it.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: I love how you guys keep saying that ask word.
2: Yeah. It's so true because I'm, I'm like you guys. I, I'm really hard at asking for help because I think that's just how my personality is. I'm like, I ah, got this. I'm just going to do it,
0: which is how it is. But.
1: DJ's really good at asking for help. You know, It's one of his skills.
0: <laughs> um, I, I am, but at the same time... I
1: mean, maybe you're not good at honoring your own feeling of I need help, I need to ask for it. Yeah. But with the times that you've asked me for help, you're very tactful, respectful, and effective in, uh, in getting me to help. And that's, and that's the thing that I think you're good at. Um, I'm
0: positive. I, I, I'm positive Justin is good at just by the description and the way you've talked about that process you just gave. Um, to me, what you just said is very elementary, but it's sadly not in management like what well, you're talking about some pretty pro tip high skill ideas but i think you would agree it's elementary in your thought process and, and i've seen you do the same and i think the problem that that all three of us have i don't think elsa has this issue is all three of us could be very brash human beings like what the f is your problem dude? just do your and job like all three of us i think have the ability to very easily say that if we chose to so for for justin you and i it's it's we have to think out well what we're about to say to make sure we do it. I have yeah. such a hard
3: time expressing my opinion or thoughts on something, and I have to like go through all the filters and just state factual yes. things filters. And, and not say anything opinionated at all. Mm-hmm. Like, this needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You're available to do it. You should do that.
0: <laughs> right. You're pretty good at asking yourself, Nick. You're, you're better you than I think you, you other give other yourself words. credit for. <laughs>
1: I don't see you ask. You do ask actually me for a lot of help, and you're good at it. Well, you, I think, you're a high performing person, and I know that you know more than me about most. uh, Like I don't know most things that are very uh, regulated in skydiving. Like you know, you're a book nerd, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. Like you're just a smart person who knows the rules. I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. I'm with it. You're a nerd. So when I know that. I mean, and you're a, you're a cooperative person, you're a helpful person, you're someone who's, uh, you know, you're just a self-starter sort of person, and you don't act put out when I ask you for a thing. I try and be considerate and not ask you every time I think, ah, <laughs> oh, DJ will know. Like, I try, I try and do some, because I want the answer to stick with me, mm-hmm. because I want to know it next time. Yeah. Um, the most of the things that I know how to do is because I didn't ask someone for help, I went and figured it out or I looked up a YouTube tutorial that taught me about it or I (laughs) broke a thing trying to do do whatever it was that needed to be done but um, just like uh, you know there's a story that I've heard uh, repeated a few times at Spaceland about a day that the radios didn't work for all the students on the load A couple of students were dive flow ones and they landed just fine without the radios. It was their first jump, no radio. they have been trained to land without the radio. And then there were some higher dive flows, also on the load, also didn't have radios, that didn't make it back and didn't do a good job because they were talked through it every time that they had done it and had become reliant on the support of the radios. So that's that's the situation I want to avoid, is I don't want you to be my radio every time that i lean on to make me not learn it. I don't want you to be the GPS that... that that goes off, and then I don't remember the route of how I got there because Siri told me the whole thing. I want you to help me learn a lesson so that the knowledge I'm asking you for now lives in my brain, and I only have to ask you this this thing one time.
2: Yeah, learn through experience, hopefully. Yeah, but
1: but I know that uh, you are empathetic with the role that I'm playing at the drop zone right now, and you've worked as a, an instructor for a long time, and you've uh, been involved with SpaceLand for a long time, and that you've helped shape a lot of the policy there. So. Uh, And we're buddies. (laughs) So and I think that we I think that the ask goes both ways. Like you know that you could ask me on any given day, whether I have plans or not, if someone needs to be here to drive the board at the podcast, you know that if you ask me, I'm gonna do whatever it is in my power to, to be here and to show up. So I think that there's a good reciprocity there. So that's probably why I don't feel like I'm asking too much of you because I know that I have a lot of opportunities to to give back. So there's a good back and forth. There's a good exchange. But uh, and there's you know, there's never there's not like a job involved between you and I really as far as like I, you know, we do work together, but I don't work for you. You don't work for me. It's like, hey, yeah, I need this, you need that. It just feels so much on a like a good level where I don't feel like I would be taking advantage of you or thinking that you're uh, – or maybe the, I, I wouldn't think that you're thinking that I'm taking advantage of you either. And um, so those are all things that, that might trigger me to not ask another person for help. Okay.
0: Ultimately, with that relationship, I'm very blessed because Skydive Spaceland and the Rating Center are not – Business entities that are tied together in any legal aspect or any financial capacity um, outside of my businesses hosted where they happen to be. Um, I do pay facility fees for for that. Um, Steve is very fair about the fees he charges me. He's he's very gracious. Um, I also charge them consulting fees, and I am also very gracious with my consulting fees to SpaceLand because. Ultimately, we have a great partnership, and and, and I, the caveat, we, we have no legal ties, no financial ties, but we're great partners, and partners are people who cooperate together, who work together, who respect each other, and in, in any working relationship, whether in this case it is technically a business partnership between Spaceland and the Rating Center, um, it, it, I, you've heard the, the conversation, I say I'm like a Starbucks inside of Kroger's because we're multiple Spacelands. Um, but uh, uh, even the employees or, or the contractors or the instructors, if, if we could all feel like partners, and I say feel like partners, man, as a skydiving instructor, as a janitor, as a manifester, as a secretary, as a business administrator, as whatever, feel like a partner in that business because chances are if you invest your soul, or not your soul, but your energy, save your soul, invest your energy as if you were a partner, I firmly believe you will get the reward you deserve. Um i've seen i mean nick you've acted as a partner at spaceland you've actually acted as if you have some stake
1: in the company and look where it's gotten you Overworked overwork and underpaid that, that is a question I mean, you're, you're you're not wrong but i've agreed to do that i mean I've, I've put myself there intentionally and that's usually the thought that uh there are a couple different thoughts i guess that, that drive me but that's one of them of like man how how would i behave today if i owned this place like if this was all up to me, from the, the the cleanliness of the floors to the, you know the how the airplane, you know whatever. It's like if this was my place, how would I want it to be done? And that usually works pretty well for for, for me. And then uh, <laughs> I love when I have the thought in my brain of like, oh, I'm glad that's not my job, because that's a that's I usually use that as a cue to to go do that thing, of when. Uh, <laughs> there's gum in the urinal and I think oh man I'm glad that's not my job I put on a glove and I fish it out and so just uh, recognizing the different types of undesired work that's there to do and uh, making sure that I'm doing more than uh, what uh, my job title would say is my fair share of that work I think keeps me grounded in uh, what it's like to work there for everybody because working on Jump Staff is a joy I miss it so much, because every 30 minutes, you get to do your favorite thing in the world. You get to go jump out of an airplane, and you get to make this crazy dream come true for a stranger. You get to hear them land and say, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened, and you know that they mean it. You know from the bottom of their heart that they, mean, they just had the highlight of, your entire, of their life, and you were right there. And man, do I miss having that every day. I miss that so much. So being immediately involved and
0: interactive with that scenario is by far very different because I've been in the same boat, right? I've gone from full-time instructor, full-time video guy to a business administrator, back to I've not made a jump in 2020. And for me, one of the, uh, I've learned over time exponentially, I'm giving back exponentially, I'm getting the reward you're speaking of. I'm just not doing it in the same manner. And one of the most rewarding things that ever happened was Matthew Peterson was sitting in the loading area. He elbowed his student. This is 10 years ago now. See that guy? He trained every single one of us as instructors. And Matthew said it like really soft, but if you've never noticed, I got giant dumbo ears, so I hear everything. I clean him really well, too. And uh, I looked around and I counted. There were six tandems besides me. There were seven total tandems on that, on that plane. And I trained every TI on there except for me. And for me, when everybody landed, I that that very specific load, I remember a lot of it really vividly. And I don't remember the instructors as well as I remember some of Like right now, that smile on your face. You know the smile I'm talking about, that, that joy. I remember looking around at the students that jumped and their experiences and like, man, I got to make that dream come true not once on this load, but seven frickin' times. And I hope you realize the impact you have on the morale and the attitude of the team at Skydive Spaceland. Uh, Steven and I have talked about this uh, in detail. Uh, it doesn't take much detail. And I think we've both acknowledged it to you. The, and I really would be curious of y'all's take. Right now, the team, the staff has a very different, very upbeat, very dream-living attitude.
2: I was going to say, I think it applies to the fun jumpers, too. For sure man
1: I would be so happy if that were true like <laughs> I, I don't want to totally deny your guys compliments that you're trying to, to pay to, to me at, at this moment but man it's like I I, I know that I so Elsa oh, I Elsa was
2: say, I was like he stopped talking. Oh, he muted. You. So, so Elsa,
0: you're saying in, from the fun jumper side, you see a For difference sure. in the jump fun jumper morale based off of this midget.
2: For oh, sure. Come on, put me back on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I there can I get a little less nick in my
3: headphones? There is such a
1: good team there. Like I don't want to take more credit than than what I'm deserved. And <laughs> you're not the, though. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I lean pretty hard on a lot of people. And, you know, I've tried to do my very best to listen to the team. And sometimes that goes really great. And sometimes, just like the little kid who asked to eat pizza for every meal of the year and thought that was the greatest idea. And then you give it to them and they realize that it was not a good idea. That has also happened. And so there's a, there's a balance there. And uh, I, I do hope that, uh, you know, I'm trying real hard. And so I hope that that isn't wasted. But, man, there is so much more going on at that drop zone that that has, uh, you know, I don't want what happens at that place to be about me because there is way more important stuff happening there than me. And so there are a lot more people who work uh, really hard and who are really passionate about what they do and who I would be totally incapable of doing my job without those people. And I would much rather, like... Uh, people people come up to me and say, "Oh, this event went so well. Oh, this this day was so great. Whatever." It's like, man, I appreciate that. I'm I might be it might be my role to take that compliment, but man, please please spread that around. Please tell the pilot. Please tell the manifest, ladies. Please tell the Packers. Please tell the instructors. Please tell our ground crew, because those you know those are the people who really make the magic happen of, of that place. And For so, sure. if you if you want to give someone a compliment, please please give it to them and uh, make them feel good about coming back to work. That's a
0: perfect segue into this next statement. First of all, if you're out there at a drop zone and you want to really make a difference about how people feel, thank the manifestors. I guarantee Mm -hmm. you this. You walk into manifest with a nice bottle of wine, a six-pack of beer. You come in and you just thank them. They will be very gracious and grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Nick, you've actually been in manifest when I do this. Every day I leave, I walk through manifest and I thank all of them for the help they gave me that day. Uh, Chances are they helped me and the customers that I've worked with at some level or or, 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 uh, some way, and I I absolutely appreciate the help they are. Um, Thank the staff. Thank that... But uh, thank that instructor because, really, it's a grind. Take 13 tandems in a day. It's a grind to shoot that many videos. And a lot of times you feel like you're in a thankless job. So uh, a huge thing is thank the people, not necessarily the manager. Because I bet money, if we never, ever thank Nick, and Nick saw everybody else on his staff getting thanked, it would mean more to you mm-hmm. than thanking you. I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. The other – and the reason that's a good uh, – um, I'm kind of jumping off point, and we're wrapping it up right here with this but I, conversation. I do want to just interrupt you it. and say
1: you've rubbed off really well on Chris Fudal with that same thing. He he, he goes through and thanks the ladies and Manifest, and thanks thanks everyone for an awesome day. It's great. We got to talk about Chris Fudal later on. Anyways,
0: I uh, know great, great, great conversation. Um, I'm stealing him. Um, the uh, thing I really want to mention though as fun jumpers. If you want to help, if you want to make a difference, if you want to understand the role of a drop zone. Uh, my job and Nick's job, I, I will guarantee we do more of this than anything else that we probably don't like, and it's babysitting and refereeing. So many problems are brought to Nick's attention, my attention, and, and any drop zone manager, drop zone owner, or business manager in the sport of, just, just to cut me off in the landing area. Why don't you guys talk about it like men? Because he, he won't. Then don't talk to him about it like a man and just move on and know he's an idiot and don't, don't talk to him. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> but – if you, if you can resolve your own petty problems yourself, resolve doesn't necessarily mean you make friends with that person. It just means you can move on understanding.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: There's a guy uh, at Spaceland last year who I very quickly learned was not my cup of tea that I could not communicate well with because he's not a good listener and almost everybody who knew him felt the same way. So I just cut my losses and said, man, bygones be bygones. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I just don't care. Like I just, I, I just cashed out. So A, don't bring those petty problems. Number two, pick up one thing. Fix one thing. Move one thing. Any one thing you see that you walk across, do it. Like you, I don't know if you've ever noticed when I walk across the hangar, if I see a piece of trash, I just pick it up and throw it in the nearest trash can. That, that I feel so good doing it. How much do those ideas help any of you in business day to day?
1: Man, if everyone does a little, it sure does. It goes a long way. Does a lot. You'd actually almost get bored
0: in your job if everybody did those two things. I'd find something else to do. Oh, for sure you
1: (laughs) would. (laughs) But no, I mean the that's a big thing. Like cleanliness, uh, and just to backpack on what you were saying about making your own personal problems someone else's professional problem to have to deal with. Man, don't do that. Yeah, that makes for a really hard day. Yeah,
2: but if you know we take care of the DZ like it's our home I mean because a majority of people that work there are there maybe more than when they're at their actual home I mean it'll be a better place
0: So I got two things we need to do to wrap up the show. I only had one more left, but I got to do this one. Melissa Nelson Lowe. I just still want to call her Melissa Nelson. Melissa Melissa Lowe just posted, remember, USPA elections are happening to fill an empty national seat starting November 2nd. I told everybody I would not make a choice about who I would support until I saw all the candidates. Right now, first and foremost, I'll tell you, vote for Melissa Lowe. She's going to win this election because she's the right person for the job. Brandon Radcliffe from Florida is running for national director. I think he stands in a wonderful position. I'm a safety and training guy. So is he. The vacant chair that Melissa and Brandon and eight other people are going for was filled by Albert Berchtold, who is in the competition committee, who is a competition person. Brandon, safety and training, love him to death. I think he'd be great for the job. But we need to replace a competition person. Melissa's pointed out the vertical disciplines are not represented on the board. Safety and training is well represented on the board, and there are several safety and training guys on this ballot. Melissa Nelson Lowe is the right person because she represents the comp community and the comp community needs it. She rec- she represents the vertical arts. The vertical arts needs that representation because it has no true real representation there. So, uh, officially my hat's behind Melissa Lowe. Um, I really think she's the right person for the job technically. Uh, yes, she's a friend, but actually saw several of the candidates on the card and Brandon, Cham- Brandon Radcliffe and I actually had a very personal conversation when I told him my feelings. I was very respectful to them. Um So, yeah, if you're going to uh, November 2nd, you can start voting. My personal uh, recommendation, Melissa Lowe. She's the bomb. Um, just saying, just just my take. How do you feel about that one? Love it. Yeah, totally on board. Cool. Here's the last thing. Here's where we're going to end.
2: I was going to say something. Go for well, it. I don't know if you're going to say the same thing. Film fest. That's it. Bring it. Okay. Bring it. <laughs> Film <laughs> fest.
1: It's coming up way too fast. It's
2: coming up in two weekends. And wondering. Wait, not this weekend, but next weekend, right?
0: It's in 16 no. days. No, okay, yes. not so, this yep.
2: weekend, not next weekend, but the weekend after. Yes. The weekend before
0: Halloween. 10th, 17th, yep. 24th.
2: Are we doing costumes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Nick love, is doing a costume and I, I already know what it's going to be. How serious that question was. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I can't I don't think I can do that costume cuz I, I think there are is a team going as what you think I'm going to be at and then or what what I'm going to dress up as and that person's obvious partner. Wait, okay. Okay. From the video. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, because
2: i remember you mentioning it like weeks ago just because we talked about,
1: just because we talked about aliens i ordered what i thought was a badass alien mask on the internet and from some it instagram wasn't. from video. <laughs> no it was, i don't know what it was but it was this, this guy who had an alien mask and it like fit to his face and moved with his mouth and everything Ooh. and i was like oh word i need that's 50 bucks i'm gonna get that and then it shows up in some package from china all crumpled up and it's terrible it's absolutely not for the for 50 thing that I ordered.
2: bucks oh, yeah they sucks. got
1: me dude i thought for it.
2: Be able to turn it, maybe.
1: But yeah, I sent them a message. Yeah. They said, "Oh yeah, it comes with a card, a little white card that says complaints uh, and refunds. Please send to this." That's email. a good sign. Yeah, yeah, they know.
2: Just like a generic white card.
1: They know.
0: This is I. This is the. Uh, First film festival that we'll have Elsa at. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, we've had Justin there before, but it's been squeezes. It's been hard because schedule hasn't always worked for you. So this will be a film festival. I remember festival.
3: one year I came straight from an Astros yes, playoff game. that is actually <laughs> one to I was
0: thinking go specifically. So we're going to have all of us there. Ultimately, the goal is, is Justin, you're going to run the show as far as playing the videos and doing everything. Nick and I can actually do the co-host duty up front. Um, and honestly, the mic will bounce around. We'll have Elsa up there. We'll have a little bit of everybody. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, because I feel, like, have two I feel like beers. I've said that every year. All I'm saying is that like I costumes have bags would be of fun. I don't know, <laughs> and like y- maybe
2: y- people can, people can't. I guess.
0: No, come. uh Whatever. So, yes, costumes. Absolutely. You do not have to come to the film festival dressed in a costume, but if you come to the film festival not dressed in the costume, you're kicked out. So, you don't have to wear
1: one, but you and do. And Nick's
0: going to get drunk.
1: No. Um, man, I don't know. I, drunk alien. I don't think I've ever been drunk. I've been, like, I would say I've felt tipsy before, oh my but I have i don't think I've ever, I, I don't think I would have ever blown a .08, and ever. S-
2: and so, what's the setup? Were, were you getting a keg? What?
1: No kegs, no. because, so normally we do a keg, but really with, with just COVID, COVID, it's
0: just not yeah, a good idea. Totally. So we're going to be doing uh, cases of beer. LB Altimeters, legitimately the owner of LB Altimeters hit me up and said, buy the drop zone drinks that night. Nice. All the booze is on them. So we're going to have a bunch of popcorn. We always get a big batch of that going on. Um, Elsa, you might actually need to help me with acquiring the popcorn. I will cool. acquire but picking it up and getting it sure. to the DZ that day. Um, we also have the uh, a, a, a accuracy competition going on, so I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah, have a couple of
2: things going on. Uh, accuracy contest.
0: Uh, LSD and a wingsuit event all yeah. at once. And Nick Batch will be there that uh, the, the Monday through Friday Ooh. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a super crazy weekend. Yeah. GoPro 8, Aries 2, Pro Track 2, Swoop Shorts, 20% off a rig, 30% off of a uh, AAD, Infinity Rig, 30% off a Cypress, uh, a free G4, um, a... Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the prize list is That's some is, stuff, man. Is that is a lot of
2: stuff. That is like a full...
0: Heck it's the same prize list as stuff. last year plus a little bit more. And last year the total was $2,200 value. That's half. So hefty. it's about a $2,500 value worth of prizes. It's not too late to put your video together. Um, some of the best videos have been last-minute videos. Jimmy Wynn actually keeps doing last-minute videos. I don't know if you realize that.
1: Yeah, I haven't realized that. He's uh, he's done a great job. Yeah. So, man. What's
2: the cap again? Two minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes.
1: Five-minute cap video. Uh,
0: we really prefer the music be uh, 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 no royalty free so we could put it on social media but i don't give an f if you use royalty free music or not because if we can't show it on social media so be it at least vimeo. You put
1: it on vimeo vimeo will let you do it yeah, um whatever.
0: well yeah, we could put it on vimeo um uh uh and oh this is something that we did not make clear this year that i really need to make sure is clear next year this year it's not been clear but next year it will be an absolute statement beforehand I want videos that have never been released before, fresh new videos. I already got one video entry that somebody's posted in the past on their social media,
1: so it's been seen before, and I've not made that clear, so I, I'm okay Sh- with should it. Should be new to the audience. I think that that goes without saying, but uh, some people don't get yeah, it. Yeah.
0: And honestly, people who say they're short of video because of COVID, you've not tried editing that video well enough because, man, Jimmy um, – Either won or came in second place. I forget which year he was really. He either won or was really close with the year that he lost all his footage and only got like a couple oh, weeks I worth remember of footage. That. Yeah, yeah, and that and his vision board. Mm-hmm. Stupid
1: lying <laughs> <line>, Jimmy. <laughs> all right, I'm turning to <laughs> pumpkin. Let's wrap this thing
0: up. All right, guys and gals, anything else you got to say, Miss Elsa? Nope. We'll Justin. Nope. Mr. P. <laughs> Good
2: let's, night. Let's go home. <laughs> Sleep tight. Sweet dreams. Play that funky
1: music. Off white boy. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Not white. white boy.
1: I prefer to be called Manila. Oh,
3: wait a minute. Hold on a second. Oh, it's not plugged in.
1: <laughs> Hold on, we're getting there. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Please stand by. Well, so first of all, it's Play
0: That Problem Funky Music, Manila Boy, off-white, kind of like boy. a folder. It's not really off-white. so a I
1: mean, I'm eggshell. He's a folder. I didn't call you yellow, at least. <laughs> I didn't go there. Oh. Yellow. I'm like a Twinkie. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Sam says that she's like a coconut because she's brown on the outside and white on the inside. And hollow or all around. You guys are
2: adorable.
1: What else is white on the <laughs> on the
0: inside and brown on the outside? I don't know, but my buddy used to call me and another friend. His toggles, yellows on each side of me. He just always had to have it. Oh, that's well, crazy. Is
3: a, wasn't it, isn't it Twinkie where you're white? And,
0: uh, yeah, sure that's where we started, Justin. Oh, yeah. I missed
2: that
0: one. <laughs> go Astros. Guys. Go Astros. Grab your lab radio. Go home. Nick works entirely way too much. He needs to take a break and relax. I love you, Nick.